Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where three bearded film fans watch the best and most horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with a K. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mister Mister Ben Errington, and not semi-regular, but regular enough to be on the uh, like he's like uh, he's in the X Men, but he doesn't show up in all of the comics. It's uh, it's, uh, Jubilee, (laughs) yeah, Jubilee, Jubilee, John Crinan. How's it going? Oh, it's going so good, guys. Thank you for having me. It is good to be back Welcome. and to be a returning a returning guest. Not Number just a returning guest. Sorry, we're all, we're all going for it there. <laughs> Not just a returning guest, but also a uh, horror quiz champion. Oh, yeah. Still, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm oh, still yeah. riding that wave of glory ever since, yeah, from December or whenever. What yeah. did your mum and dad say when you called them about it? Uh, they were so proud, so so proud. I'm still waiting on my trophy arriving. However, guys, you know I don't want to call sure, you out publicly, but where is yeah. it? Yeah, uh, it's, lost it. Uh, yeah, it was coming from Europe, and because of Brexit, shipping's uh, you know gone a bit crazy. That's, that's yeah. and it's made of chocolate as well, so it's probably smushed. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, most smushed. presents that we give to people are probably smushed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So, how's everyone doing? Everyone okay? Yeah. All right. Good. Today, today is officially one year since the first UK lockdown. Does yeah. Everyone feel, like, um, does everyone feel like they've aged a year? Have they aged two years? Okay. Maybe you've just aged six months. Actually, in one minute, we're all supposed to be silent. I think <laughs> for like for eight, eight eight o'clock, there's something happening. I mean. That's not going to oh, make good we? podcast listening, though, is it? No. <laughs> no. no, we won't do I'll, it. I'll, I'll be silent. <laughs> Can I be silent in in spirit? Yes. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just don't judge me for not doing it. Oh, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I've sort of lost, like, I mean, everyone's lost the last year, but I have to completely change how I calculate, like, time frames in my head. I keep on talking to people and realizing that I haven't seen them for, you know, like 
a year and six months, whereas mm. my brain's just telling me, oh, we saw each other like six months ago. Oh, no, I've got to add on 2020. Um, so I definitely yeah. have aged probably like a decade in the last year. But I don't know where Doctor it Who is. probably has similar <laughs> issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's uh, crazy. It's, it's a nice, it's been nice time to fun. just stay inside and watch films this past year. Yeah, I hope that like when things eventually go back to normal, I know everyone says that and probably sick of hearing it, but I hope it's not going to affect like the time that I do want to stay in and watch films because that was a significant part of my life already. I hope that I've not like lost the lost the magic now that if we're allowed back out into the world. I'm mm. sure I won't have. That's an interesting point though. I think we probably all have changed in ways that we don't realize we have and we're not going to until we try and return to a new normal mm. like we might have new hobbies or we might not have time for some of the shit that we were doing before. And we literally have no idea what kind of people we are now until we go back into the world because Good we've gosh. just been in our little caves for so long. That's genuinely how I feel. Yeah. So I'm excited just... to meet the new me. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone's going to be far more touchy-feely. It's going to be like a constant shunting in town. Everyone's just holding onto each other's hands, putting hands up and in things, <laughs> waving... <laughs> Waving things about, smushing <laughs> presents. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. is going to be going out there trying to mate just like the character in the film that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's going to have yeah. babies, on, babies on the brain. Mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> man, I don't know. This that film. This film like... super... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I was about to say this film, man, but we're going to start a review yet. Yeah, that's not how the show goes. Yeah, sorry, I didn't want to jump ahead, but. It was too good a, a link yeah. to me. Too good an opportunity, yeah. Uh, what have we got? Horror news? I got some. Horror news. You asked for it. I'm going to give it to you. I uh, got two pieces of horror news um, based on the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Yes, there's going to be one. Producer Fede Alvarez. Um, so it's going to be like an old man Leatherface movie, apparently. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Leatherface, he's uh, mm. collecting his pension. Is he's got creaky old bones? Uh, what else? Do old people enjoy uh, jigsaw puzzles. Uh, he's just doing all that stuff, but he's still doing a load of murders. So that's what this is about. Um, yeah, yeah, and and also apparently the character of Sally Hardesty, who is the lone survivor from the original, right? Uh, not just. I don't know her name, but there was one right? survivor. Yeah. Uh, but they've cast uh, a woman named Olwen Fuere who is in Mandy, the older sort of white-haired woman in it. She's she's oh, coming yeah. back. She's yeah, coming yeah. back as as Sally. Uh so yeah, returning characters. I don't think she's been in the franchise at all after after the first one, so that'd be interesting. Texas Her... Chainsaw is not a franchise I know much about. So I don't think I've even seen number 2, which I hear is fantastic. Ooh. The second one is good. And I'm thinking back to the first one because the first one had the the old man, yeah, like at the head I'd of the table. And they, don't they have a? <laughs> well, I'm thinking if it's going to be le- old man Leatherface, he's going to maybe take on that sort of role in yeah. the movie, yeah. which might be quite interesting. Because am I misremembering it and thinking about another movie? But there's like a scene where yeah. they're trying yeah. to get him to grip like a hammer, and he can't. Yeah, he can't even hold that. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't heard this news at all. If yeah, he's still I'm... alive. He's going to be like Prince Philip. <laughs> He's just going to be just. 
Yeah, he's just going to be gone. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen most of the films in this franchise, even the new ones like The Beginning and they did a reboot. And then I think the most recent one, which I think is just called Leatherface, I didn't see. Um, but yeah, always interested to see more. Uh, I think you just with films, with franchises like, like this, you just hold out for what is essentially, possibly, hopefully going to be a really good one. And then I know they keep disappointing, but you know. Hmm. Leatherface. Always look forward to it. Well, I was just saying that Leatherface is so iconic. We have, I think, most horror fans have a lot of time for maybe that character, and will probably, yeah, give it a try. Mm. Um, I said there was one. I can't remember which one it's called because there's quite a few. But the Alexandra Daddario and anyone who's listened to me on any other podcast knows that I have a bit of a thing for her. But that's quite a good one. I enjoyed it. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Uh, I, um, is that is I, that the actress who's in um Detective? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say San Andreas. Is that right? Isn't she, isn't she like? Oh, is she in San Andreas? Yeah, I don't know. That's a I, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think she's she in is. the Baywatch movie as well. Uh, but, uh, oh, yeah. that, that was uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Are you thinking of? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that's it. Dadario. <laughs> Dadario is a fantastic surname. She's 35 years old. She looks considerably younger than that. There we go. Uh, anyway. <laughs> There's our minute silence right I'm, there. I'm getting absolutely baffled by people's ages lately. I think I said, I've mentioned it on the podcast already. <laughs> I think it's because I'm like in my mid-30s now. And now people's ages, because I'm like in bang in the middle of like people in their early 20s and like, I don't know, late 40s. I just feel really confused when I find out how old people are. When I'm like, but I was young when you were the same age as me, was I not? It's like footballers retiring just freaks me out. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't like it. I do not like it. Uh, that's a real life horror for you. Anyway, uh, also horror news. Don't know if you've seen a film released this week on Shutter called Slacks. S-L-A-X-X is about a pair of killer jeans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw the trailer for it and I was like, I'm gonna watch that. There's the producers of that Turbo Kid movie from a few uh, years okay. ago. Yeah, um, it's like a horror comedy, it's on Shudder now. A uh, possessed pair of jeans is brought to life to punish the unscrupulous practices of a trendy clothing company. Uh, shipped to the cus- the company's flagship store, Slacks proceeds to <laughs> it's got a net, the jeans have got a name. Slacks proceeds to re- wreak carnage on staff locked in overnight to set up the new collection. So, you know, it sounds like it might be a cross between rubber and what else? I'd be interested what? to know how how kind of crazy they go with it. Mm. Just remember that me and Luke have watched and reviewed a film about a killer dress in fabric yeah, on in this fabric. show. Yeah. Very different, though, I'm assuming. It wasn't a horror comedy at all. Uh, but who would win between a killer dress and killer jeans? Well, I'm not even too sure. What I can't remember what happened in Fabric. It kind of was less about the dress after the first, like mm. little segment, right? The dress was like very the floaty. The dress yeah. was very floaty, and I feel like the jeans could get. I some mean, denims are more durable, surely. Yeah. 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 I'm going with the jeans. My money's on the jeans. Yeah. I haven't seen either. Well, obviously, I haven't seen slacks, <laughs> but I haven't seen in Fabric either. Uh, there's a there's a horror novel about killer uh, secondhand clothes as well, which was pretty great, called Ghost Virus, which I have read by Graham Masterton. Oh wow! But um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to check out In Fabric and Slack. Slack sounds right up my street. I'm, I'm yeah. in already. Killer jeans. <laughs> I'm there. Sold. 
I wonder what kind of jeans they are. Boot cut, I reckon. They've got to be boot cut. They've <laughs> <laughs> got some real force behind it. Yeah, I don't know. What, what I, flares? Here's mm, another not. thing. Here's another thing that's making me feel terribly old in my mid thirties. Apparently, skinny jeans aren't really cool anymore. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's a whole thing about like skinny jeans getting yeah. inflated by the current what, generation. What of young the people kids. wear now then? Yeah, what what is cool? Please tell us so that we can. Be I faster. definitely don't know, and uh, I knew chances. what was cool. <laughs> I knew what was cool, and then they changed what. It was. And now <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Simpsons quote. Uh, yeah. What else we got? Last thing. Uh, so yesterday, Resident Evil turned 25, the gaming franchise. Wow. Uh, and what was nice is that they also released um, the first image from the new movie and what the new movie is going to be called. So it's going to be called Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. And the image they released was like an image of the sign, the Welcome to Raccoon City, home of umbrella sign, which looks exactly the same as the game uh and i did watch a little interview with the director johannes roberts as well um and he says it's inspired heavily by john carpenter movies assault on priest 13 and the fog um and it's kind of like an ensemble piece as well like taking place uh this guy strangers pray at night guy yeah and 47 meters down i believe yeah i think but i think both of them um so apparently it's going to be like a ensemble piece taking place at the same time as the first and the second games in the mansion and the police station side by side so i think they're going to say that the outbreaks happening simultaneously yeah so that'll be interesting a completely different take i guess as well on the on the story and all of the characters who have been cast so far all the actors who've been cast as the characters so far are all the big hitters from the game so uh fingers it'd crossed be interest- it'd be interesting i mean could you translate the exact tone of those early games into film and have it be successful. I'm not too sure. I think it would be tough. Uh, as obviously in seven movies, they've sort of struggled, but they've got a couple of bits and bobs in the movies kind of worked. And I did recently rewatch three of the feature length animated films as well. And there are bits in it there, which they do capture the, the atmosphere, particularly the third animated film. They do capture the atmosphere pretty well. So I've got high hopes and yeah, it's crazy to think it's been 25 years since that first game now. Crazy. I'm just me getting freaked out by, <laughs> by lengths of time again. 25 years. Oh, God. oh no. Yeah, that's pretty cool and exciting. Looking forward to that. That's all I've got for horror news. Unless you guys have seen anything else this week. What's been going down? Uh, not me, to be honest. What about you, John? I'm a little bit out of the loop. I'm just learning about slacks now and haven't seen the Resident Evil uh, first screenshot. So, yeah. No, I, I don't have anything really either. Yeah. I'll be honest, this week has been kind of taken over by DC film stuff for me. <laughs> I didn't intend it to go this way, but it's pretty much all I've done is just watch DC movies because the whole, you know, the Snyder Cut thing came out. And I've never watched any of them, really. I think, oh, I found V Superman. I was like, I'm just not into this at all. And then mm. didn't watch any. And then this week, I've watched Batman vs. Superman, Ultimate Cut, Shazam, Aquaman, and uh, Snyder Cut. And I've read a load of DC comics as well. That's wow. kind of been my Rises, life. You've, yeah. been, you've been on it. <laughs> I don't know why. I need help. And, and how do you feel now after all of that? Do you feel jaded? You feel reinvigorated? 
you feel uh, wet, wet like Aquaman. That's what I mean. Aqu- have you seen Aquaman? Yeah, I haven't. Well, that's a weird movie. Uh, it's it's a Gonzo adventure movie. It's got some cool visuals in a couple of moments, but it's cheesy, like in not the right I think, ways. I think I mentioned when you were talking about it. It's very Power Rangers, isn't it? Yeah, Shazam as well. But I think Shazam is a bit more fun. It's a bit easier to because it's like a kids movie. I mean, if if I was like thirteen, mm. if I was um. You know, Power Rangers. If I was me back when I watched Power Rangers the movie, um, Shazam would have been like absolutely bob on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I remember quite liking Shazam and Aquaman. I didn't really like Batman versus Superman, but if watching the ultimate cut is the way to go, then maybe I'll do that. I I actually quite like the, the ultimate cut. Um, it's, it's not, it's not great. And there's still points where I just go like, it's just, why do you have to say something so cheesy? <laughs> you don't didn't need to. That didn't need to happen. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just a little bit too. I don't know. There, there's some. There's some thing. It's basically in that, tone that doesn't quite work. The movie's just about Bruce Wayne's fear of immigrants, isn't it? He's gone. You've come from where? You do what? Get out of it! It's like yeah, yeah. Deep, deep. He's just a bigot essentially bruce uh it's really strange though <laughs> yeah. isn't it? because uh, we're going to talk about uh justice league in a minute the character of batman and the character of bruce wayne seems so different in obviously in tone but it seems like he's just gone oh, i'm gonna stop mucking about being so grim yeah and in the stand cut you mean yeah or... i mean not have yeah. a bit of a laugh but he just seems a bit more personable doesn't he he seems a bit more like yeah, yeah. i'll make some friends i think he hasn't like i mean Again, I'm kind of jumping ahead to, just to actual Justice League because I, like you, look, I checked out of the DC cinematic universe, or whatever it's called, at Batman versus Superman. I had the worst experience of seeing that <laughs> in the cinema. It was really hot. The film was terrible. I just yeah. hated it so much, mostly because of the, the environment, probably. So I'm interested to hear that there's another cut that I should maybe check out. But I, I yeah. literally haven't seen any other DC movie since. So the one that I was kind of queuing up to watch was Suicide Squad because oh. I'm a big James Gunn fan. Oh, I, need, I feel like I need one. to see. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, one, but yeah, I feel yeah. like I need to see the first one before oh. I see his one. But I will say, I mean, the hype of these movies really does get to me. And Batman vs Superman was a huge, huge disappointment for me. Suicide Squad, it, just insanely bad. Even yeah. more so, even more of a disappointment. Like. Just to let listeners know, we'll probably just kind of dip into spoilers here. So if you do, if you do want to yeah. watch Justice League or um, any of these films that we're talking about, maybe just press the thirty-second forward <laughs> button on your podcast app. Skip forward a bit, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. a bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> just get just get to the end of the episode, mate. Just do us all a favor. Oh yeah, and species, <laughs> and that's the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so Batman v Superman. The, when I went to watch the cinema, I was so disappointed. I just felt naff. Like it didn't work. Like nothing came together properly. The ultimate cut is a lot better. It kind of, in the same way, I imagine the Justice League Snyder cut is better than the Justice League Whedon cut, which I've not seen. There's stuff that doesn't quite make sense, but given a bit more time, he kind of edits things and he smooths holes over a bit. But then there's still moments like straight after they both realize their mum's called Martha. They're like best mates. Within half a second, 
they were literally about to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's weird because it's the most picked apart moment of that film. Like all these years later, what five years later, it's yeah. all anyone talks about with that film. So I've watched Zack Snyder try to explain himself when it comes to that and what it was supposed to mean. And I completely understand where he's coming from. But at the same time, it, it is lame. I, I, <laughs> like, I don't mind. I can, I can imagine that being in a comic, that moment. But it's just that oh, yeah. instant transition 100%. with them going, I'll go save your mum. Your mum's going to survive. I got you back, Brosef. One of them. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, yeah. So we all endured, endured, enjoyed or endured four hours of Zack Snyder's Justice yeah. League this week. Uh, <laughs> so curious to see what John will give. Let me just put something into perspective here. Like, I genuinely love the Watchmen Whoa, man. <laughs> Jesus. Excuse Is that me. Batman turning up in his Batmobile outside? He's going to fuck you up. No, I'm, uh, my name's Martha. Um, <laughs> my mum's name's Martha. I love Watchmen. Genuinely, Watchmen's one of my favourite films. Um, so you'd think, like, big superhero group oh no it's a completely different film of course lots of different themes and other stuff um lots of slow-mo so that's where i've watchman's one of my favorite films i love Zack snyder's dawn of the dead what's he done 300? 300 yeah yeah love that these are all like films that i watch all the time sucker punch didn't but then sucker punch and batman vs superman i was the complete opposite on like really didn't enjoy mm-hmm. so that's where i stand yeah, I will. I will like yeah. Zack Snyder is very capable of making a good movie. I think Three Hundred is a phenomenal movie. Uh, I'm not quite as big a fan of, of Watchmen, but that that's all right. I haven't seen Sucker Punch, and I haven't seen anything like like I said after Batman v Superman. <clears throat> I didn't see any DC movies at all, so I hadn't seen any of the Wonder Womans. Haven't seen Shazam, Suicide Squad, whatever else has come out. I'm definitely more a Marvel fan anyway, but that's that's where mm-hmm. I was coming into Justice League. So I hadn't seen the weed, the Whedon cut. And to be honest, I was completely uninterested in the Snyder cut. And I just, you know, my uh, my bubble, uh, my COVID bubble, we're, we're going to sit down and watch it on Saturday night. And, you know, what else am I going to do? So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come along and watch it. And... <laughs> I'm build. I'm building up to tell. basically yeah. saying, because Luke thinks he knows what my opinion of it is. But actually, <laughs> I've had a couple of days since I first spoke to you, Luke, about it. Yeah. And I have, for a four-hour movie that I expected to be just a constant slog <laughs> and just like really miserable, I thought it was quite pacey. I thought I yeah. wasn't bored. I kind of I watched it. And enjoyed it. And luckily, the person that I was watching it with had seen the other movie. So there was a couple of moments when I was saying, you know, is this, has this box been set up in another? Like, I, don't, I didn't understand. Uh, okay. I was being one of those yeah. people. Uh, but I got a couple of answers. But Stupid you know who? what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. honestly, like, I kind of maybe enjoyed it, which is, which yeah. is really crazy to say. For, yeah. a, for, for a movie that long, and we just watched it in one, you know, no breaks. We just sat down and watched it. And it kind of zipped by, quite honestly, until the last, uh, uh, the epilogue bit, which I think yeah, the epilogue problems bit is with. Yeah. Um, 
But I'm again getting like... two like two hours in and thinking, whoa, that two hours went by insanely quick. It was yeah, it's it very breezy, a breezy four hour movie. Yeah, yeah. it definitely zips by. I, I mean, I watched it in two sittings. This is, I think I put it on too late the first time, and I, it luckily it's split into section into parts, isn't it? So it's quite easy to just you know turn it off at a particular time. Because um, I think originally when there was talk of the Snyder Cut, it was like, oh, it's going to be ten hour long episodes, and I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, I've seen I've seen the Whedon cut, and at the time I think I was a bit like, ah, <laughs> yeah, mm. I mean it's all right. But I think as more and more times gone pa- got past, the more like dissatisfied and like frustrated I was with what we did get from that version. I never ever thought the Snyder Cut would see the light of day. I was convinced it would never happen, and I think I said it a lot. I said it's never going to happen ever. Like go oh, release the Snyder Cut, stop tweeting it. It'll never ever happen. Happy to be proven wrong because yeah, it did. Uh, just seems like Zach. He's been. He's. It feels like he's completely unrestricted. And he's able to deliver his vision in that pu- in its purest form, and it's it's weird that that's been allowed to happen in a way, mm. because I mean you always hear horror stories about studio involvement and everything, and how all the things they vetoed from the 2017 version and all the things that suddenly made it into this version. So in a way, it's like a bit of a miracle. Mm. It sounds it sounds ridiculous, but it is like a miracle that we get to see it in this form. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't like it to set a precedent for failed blockbusters going forward because I think it's a dangerous precedent to set. But I also think that this is probably a one-off and it's a fair outcome for what was clearly a very complicated scenario where obviously Zack Snyder tragically lost his daughter. Then he had to go away and his vision kind of got chopped up and, you know, put through the mill and, so many people wanted this and Whedon wanted that and actors weren't happy. So it feels like it's quite a unique scenario that, you know, if films are going to be critically panned, they're not going to go away and come back with a three hour, four hour super cut of stuff just to try and bypass that. I'd hope not at least. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think overall, I've, I mean, I've seen all the DC movies and enjoyed some, not enjoyed others, but I think overall this feels like a very like, what word am I thinking? A very fun, fun, enjoyable, <laughs> decent, awful words to describe it. But whereas with Justice League, I was like, ah, it's all right. And then I think over time, I was like, no, it's not. Mm. Now I kind of feel like that was great. The My expectations are so low that I'm just pretty happy. <laughs> I just thought, I was, I was just shocked by how, how much I really enjoyed it. And I'm kind of looking forward to watching it again, weirdly, at some point. I'll skip through some bits, I think. Um, but I like seeing um, what is Stephen, Stephen Wolf calls him no lanterns. I like the way he said no lanterns, so I'll watch that bit again. Yeah, <laughs> just no the lanterns, they've got no lanterns, no, no lanterns. super blokes. I liked his face actually. Stephen Wolf, he had that kind of kicked puppy face, which I just Angry wanted to face, snuggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked his um, armor, it's kind of movie, wasn't it? Well, yeah, he like a cat as well, like he kind of his hackles kind of went up when he was. When he saw a cucumber, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's an interesting character. Um, no lanterns. I really like that. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'd probably give it. I mean, it's not, it's not a great movie, I've got to say, but I just, just fun. It definitely captures out of any DC movie I've seen so far. What I think when I think about the DC vibe, the flavor of 
gods, the, the super gods kind of Grant Morrison vibe, that is kind of does kind of capture that that essence to me anyway. Although I've not read that much DC comics, so I can't. I'm not an expert. The whole, the whole yeah. gods thing and the fact that everyone is a god is one of the things I was going to bring up earlier when Ben was talking about Batman and his change of character because you realize suddenly when he's he's in a movie like that he really feels useless in Justice League I think like he doesn't yeah. they make a joke about it because you know what's your superpower oh I'm rich but even in the final battle like he is literally just shooting down those par- like he's just shooting parademons yeah. down and he doesn't do anything else against Steppenwolf so that was a little bit of a criticism just because when you've got like mismatched team in that way it felt like he was a little bit underutilized and another thing that you said Ben as well I really don't want to see this setting a precedent for what is essentially people on Twitter are now just calling for well, they're saying release the cut now right aren't they now they want David Ayer to do a cut of Justice League (laughs) who next (laughs) We should just give every director in Hollywood a chance to recut Justice League only. Not their own movie. That's the message that Warner Brothers get from it. Go on, then, you have a go. I'm not not even a director. It's like at the top of a water slide. It's like a light system. Go on. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I also think like characters like Cyborg and and Flash Mm. got a lot more attention than the theatrical cut. And also, like talking about the final battle again, it actually felt like there were stakes to the final battle this time. Whereas I think the final battle before was like, uh, I mean, we all know what's going to happen. But where this time, obviously, Flash having a very key thing to do in there as well, which wasn't in the theatrical cut. So I was like, well, this is, yeah, I fully understand um, what's happening here. And also, I feel like it wasn't just the stuff they added, it was the stuff they took away as well. So I felt like there were a lot of bad gags and like, iffy lines from the first one that have just completely gone and i think that's really good the fact that they have just gone nah get rid of that but there's a line where superman picks up batman with his weird cgi top lip because obviously he had a mustache while filming the mission impossible movie so they like it looks like he stuck a bit of plasticine over the top of it skin colored plasticine over his top lip but there's a bit where he says to batman do you bleed and it's like well fuck of course he does i know it's a callback to batman versus superman but he says that and then froze him. That line's completely gone. There were a couple uh, of okay. weird, yeah. jokey lines between Cyborg and Flash, which are a bit naff. Gone completely. So, yeah. Like you, I, I, you think my sense of humour, I would love those kind of bad jokes, but uh, they're like kryptonite. I hate them. I really yeah. hate So I'm glad they're all gone. Yeah. What, what did everyone make of the hot dog scene? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, could not yeah. believe what I was seeing when the hot yeah, dogs it was... were flying through the air. Like and, but it you off. in like slow motion, yeah. made yeah. in blender. Yeah. It's just like so Zack Snyder, I couldn't believe it. And I, I was saying it out loud because like it wasn't this. I'm generally quite focused when I'm watching a movie and not chatting. But this one is just, you know, this is a total beers and pizza movie for sure, if ever there was one. And we were chatting yeah. away through it. And I just... As soon as I saw the car crash happen and it hit the hot dog stand and I started seeing those hot dogs floating through the air, I was I had my head in my hands. I was like, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. We're dedicating about a minute of screen time to that floating was, hot dogs. And then it paid so... off in a really great way. I was like, I was so wrong. I was so wrong. That was to, someone's to job. It. Someone's job was that for like a day. What are you doing? I'm animating the little sesame seeds. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> 
<clears throat> what did you think of the epilogue slash nightmare sequence? Obviously, we saw some of that in Batman versus Superman, which yeah. I mean, I, um... again, is I think is I think it's got a lot of potential. How it was necessarily displayed in this version wasn't particularly interesting, but I do think it's got a lot of potential. I would like to see when we I probably won't we none of us will see see like a feature length version of that as a sequel. I think it could be quite interesting, but. Well, they could do a comic spin-off, <clears throat> like they did with the Injustice games. They had the comics mm. that were actually really good. Very similar. I remember them being well, really very, fun. Very I mean, it is the same thing. Just read the Injustice yeah. comic books. <laughs> yeah. But how did you, um, how did you yeah. feel about it? I mean, it was a, obviously a random group, but it's quite cool to see Deathstroke. You know, glad that uh, he got something other than the the uh, end credit sequence, which was got put into this epilogue thing. Uh, I don't think he needs to be there, to be honest. I don't think the Martian Manhunter stuff needs to be there. I don't think there's a lot (laughs) of stuff that could have been. Even those four hours, I understand he was like, this is my last chance. What else am I going to do with this footage? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, just whop it all into the cut and get on. Fair play to go. Let's give Jared Leto another crack of the whip. But, you know, I mean, he's not doing anything just that different to what he did in Suicide Squad, really, is he? Although. Apparently the reach around line was ad libbed. I heard. Oh Which yeah, that I... was pain. Oh, that was really yeah. painful. Yeah, I thought yeah. Batman swearing was painful. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It seemed weird. I didn't quite understand. I wanted something like him saying he was going to kill Joker. I'm like, well, you've brought him along now. There must be a reason why you've brought him along. I will be honest though. Like, despite the fact Batman swearing was a bit cringe, the reach around line was a bit cringe. There is a line and there is a moment that actually gave me goosebumps, which was when he said. Um, Batman, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Touch me. Give you a retry. Uh, is when he said, I'd, I'd be willing to discuss with you why you sent a boy wonder to do a man's job. And then the, like that focus pull as he did it, and he was so serious. And I was like, I want to see that. I love the fact that they have called back to some history that we haven't seen on screen between Batman, Joker and Robin. And the fact that Robin's dead and Joker killed him. And we saw that suit with the graffiti all over it um, in Batman vs Superman. I'd love to see that. Because I just felt it like there, something I hadn't seen on film, and I all that history. I just kept thinking, oh, I I just love to see that. Has yeah. Zack Snyder already said that he's not doing more, or because I'm going to guess from the reception <clears throat> that he will have the opportunity to make more if he wants to. I've I've saw one Warner Bros say no, like in an interview. Oh, really? There was like a big with the executive. She was like, "We've let him. We're happy being able to let him finish his trilogy." But um, we don't we don't want to be doing social media led films or, or something along those lines. I mean, but I think that I think that maybe came out just before he kind of hit, so maybe they've changed their minds. I don't yeah. know. I guess it's a difficult film because it doesn't really translate to ticket sales. So maybe it is a little bit mm. difficult to, you know, forecast sequel potential if it's just going on to streaming sites. But even although they have their own way of yeah. counting numbers. Hmm. I'll just say it. it's made me I think the reason I've gone back to all these other DC movies I haven't seen is because it's given me a bit of hope because I really did not like the DC Cinematic Universe stuff at all really but uh, the Suicide Squad, James Gunn I'll watch anything that James Gunn does and him doing the Suicide Squad seems perfect to me, there's something <laughs> about that if he gets like the the super vibe, he gets mm-hmm. that sort of um, um, that kind of dark black comedy humour in there it would be good 
And I'm really excited about Matt Reeves. As watched all the Planet of the Apes movies recently, so I'm big on Matt Reeves yeah. at the moment. Really excited to see his Batman, and just to see this Justice League film was was just cool. I'm just enjoying seeing more of that universe on screen yeah. at the minute. I think if you're a DC fan and you really didn't enjoy Justice League, like you're pretty lucky. The fact that we get another bite of the cherry is that thing? okay? Imagine <laughs> that we, didn't get, we didn't get Avengers. <laughs> it is now. I mean, I remember when Sp- like when we first got um, like Spider Man on screen, and it was amazing. Now we've had it so much. It's like another Spider Man movie. Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. It's it. I think we are very spoiled. As like. Growing up as comic book fans, like to see a, a DC animated universe film, but in an actual live screen film, that's pretty cool. I think we've got to kind of remember that it is like, cool, even as bad as it might be at times. Like going to an all you can eat buffet and like being yeah. pretty full after three or four big plates, and then when they wheel out the dessert, and you're, you're like, you're like oh, I'm so pain. Chocolate fountain, <laughs> chocolate fountain, mate. Put your head in it. Yeah. Everyone look at our post COVID. That's what we're gonna do post COVID. <laughs> Let me <Yeah>. out. <laughs> um, um all right, yeah, I think it was probably about it for the DC talk unless anyone else wants to well cap it I, off. I don't really have anything to top it off, but I realized as as we were talking about other movies in the extended universe that I had seen and enjoyed Birds of Prey. I thought that was great. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah, um, I quite liked a lot of that as well. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, so anyone see anything, anything else this week? Uh, the only other thing I saw, which I just watched last night, was just a, a short, uh, short film, which is on YouTube. Um, it's called Don't Peek, and it's based around Animal Crossing, the game. Oh, I saw uh, this book, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, that can't be scary, can it? Uh, yeah, it's pretty scary. <laughs> and apparently it's been picked up uh, to be adapted into a feature as well. So, I, I mean, it does sort of... It's a bit cliche in places. Um, but, yeah, still. Still was good. I recommend it. Just check that out. And if we're going to see more from that, then great. Cool. Um, um, apart from Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier on yeah, Disney yeah. Plus, oh, yeah. um, which was the other big release this week, I watched a a movie called Writing Wrongs, like an eighties martial arts movie. Lovely, I, abs- I absolutely loved it. It's the, it's one of the best <laughs> films I've seen probably this year. Uh, it's just about a, a lawyer who sort of takes the law into his own hands, a prosecutor. Um, but it's completely over the top, completely ridiculous. And the fact that it's got that kind of classic vibe from from 1980s martial arts movies where it's not a Jackie Chan movie, but, you know, that that's the kind of thing that I uh, was my gateway into this genre and just watching the crazy fight scenes and some of the crazy stunts that you just know that people actually did mm-hmm. um, yeah. is phenomenal. It's it's a, it's an amazing movie. Uh, it's instantly rocketed to one of my uh, one of my favorites. Um, it's called Writing Wrongs. I'm also, just looking at it now. It's yeah. so so good. It's so so good. Writing wrongs. Cool. I'll check that out. Cool. Anything else? Luke, you seen anything else? 
Uh, on Netflix, for our little uh, movie night, we watched Hashtag Alive, which is um, it's like a modern day zombie survival thing. Uh, I think it's a Korean film. Um, hang on, not too sure now. Uh, it's about a guy who is, is playing games, playing World of Warcraft and that kind of thing. And then there's like a zombie apocalypse around him. Uh, and it's pretty behind the numbers. It's like a apartment complex, and then across the apartment there's a girl, and it's those two kind of surviving together. But he, I mean, I guess that the USP, the unique selling point, is that he has a drone. Oh, <laughs> so he well. kind of has this remote control drone. Uh, cool. So it's got a bit more sort of technology stuff going on. But it, it's quite good. I mean, it's basically a zombie apocalypse, but um, there's some technology, modern day technology involved. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a drone, isn't he? He's got a drone. What's he doing with it? Flying it about. He's got a freak phone as well. Uh, oh, drone and a phone. Yeah, and yeah, it's all right. I mean, I'd give it a solid, solid three. Uh, five. Uh, five. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't rate rating wrong. Should I rate? I, I would give that like a four, maybe a four point five out of five. That's how much oh. I loved it. Whoa. We didn't rate Justice League either. I don't That's know what impressive. everyone's ratings was for that. I don't even know what my rating for which Ooh. bit, which half. Yeah, which yeah, hour. To rate the whole oh, thing. okay. Which episode? Yeah, okay. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. No, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm actually kind of leaning towards a strong three, almost a four. I think for me. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Four, yeah, I know, yeah. I think mine's a high three, almost, almost a four. It might take some time to process it. I might not think. Yeah. I think with Justice League, I look back at my reviews, and Justice League, I'd given like three and a half stars. And I went back to it, and I was like, I definitely don't feel that way now. So yeah, and if you gave that one three, that. three and a half stars, you've got to go higher. Yeah, I, I was like, I was at the teaching at the three, and I was like, no lanterns, three is point nine. <laughs> no lanterns. Steppenwolf looks like a little angry dog. Five stars. I think I was unnecessarily yeah. harsh or unfairly harsh because I logged it on a letterbox just after watching it, and I gave it two and a half. And now I feel like that was too low. I would give it a solid three now, Don't with a little bit of change that. Yeah, a little bit of time between. Can change it now. <laughs> All right, see you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I watched Species. Which I watched last night. When did you guys watch it? Soon. Sunday night for me. Is <laughs> it soon? Soon, I'll watch it soon. soon. I'll watch it soon. I'm watching it right now, Luke. I've got it a little screen on. Uh, Sunday yeah. night, I think I watched it, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Species is a 1995 American science fiction horror film directed by Roger Donaldson, uh, starring Natasha Henstridge in her film debut role, uh, and then also starring bloody everyone. Ben Kingsley, Michael Madsen, Alfred Molina, Forrest Whitaker, Marge Helgenberger... Um, a group of scientists try to ha- track down and trap a killer alien seductress before she successfully mates with a human. Nice. Okay, so this one, we got 5.8 on IMDb, 43% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, 31% user score, so it's even lower. Letterbox is 2.6. The Letterbox reviews, the ones that I found, they're all quite uh, terse, should we say. So uh, the first one, Kayano, put 10 out of 10. <laughs> Five stars. So I don't know what the ha-ha <laughs> was all about. 
That's like, sure if you liked it that much, you wouldn't put what what you're laughing about. It's like there's something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like an extra something there. Um, Charry, um, oh, yeah. uh, but <laughs> this movie introduces me to female fatale, but alien. Five stars. How's <laughs> <laughs> um, it hanging, fellas? Put. Perfect sci-fi, intelligent, non-typical choices for almost everything. Michael Madsen is fucking the best dude. I don't think he is. Five stars. He's fucking the best dude. That's a woman. Yeah, that's <laughs> Natasha Henstridge. I think you, you get it mixed up. Nah, he doesn't go anywhere near Natasha Henstridge. He's got his eye on... What's her name? No, on Natasha Henstridge is with Melino, whatever his name is. Yeah, don't oh, get mixed oh, up. Oh, I was yeah. thinking of uh, Marge Helgenberger, <laughs> who's got like uh, very, oh, a very a very 90s hairstyle she reminded i thought for a moment that she was um the girl from the john carpenter film prince of darkness i think it's the exact same hair uh, yeah maybe it's not the same woman i, I looked it up but uh she's from CSI, right that's what i recognize her from yeah yeah yeah, ah, yeah okay so a couple more from letterboxd movie boots put shit Half star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these letterbox reviews. <laughs> and Madison, but my mom is ranting on the phone, and all of a sudden she started pointing at the TV for me to look, and I see these fucking green membranous pepperoni nipple having alien titties, and I want to die. Half a star. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that's happened, oh. and he's gone straight to letterbox. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we can top that here tonight. That, like that's yeah. that's it. That's all you need, right? That's the review yeah. to end all reviews of species. <laughs> um, yeah. So, have you guys seen this one before? Yeah, a long time ago. I I, I saw this on VHS. Yeah, probably. Yeah, this was. Well. Yeah. I think it used to be on Channel Four a lot as well. Maybe one of the late night movies. Maybe maybe more Channel Five. Not too yeah, sure. Yeah, it feels like a, it feels like a Channel Fiver. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it definitely does. What time is it? 10 p.m. Five on were you? I remember it being a lot scarier. Like, mm. then again, I remember um, 13 Ghosts being quite scary. When you watch them back, there's it's not there's nothing like tangibly. When I watch Candyman now, that's still that is still quite terrifying. It's not massively but, scary, and it's not as gory as I kind of remember as well. Like, in my head, I'm yeah. remembering loads of stuff happening. Uh, but you kind of just see violence kind of happens, and then you see someone in a pool of blood. It's not... You don't see much happening. There's one, yeah. there's one gnarly scene, which is the girl in the toilet cubicle, which is pretty uh, gory. Yeah, yeah. And that's that was you're one right, that stood right. out for me, too. Because I hadn't seen the movie in... Got well over a decade easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, so I had memories of it being I remember being really freaked out by species you know, teenage me would have come along to this movie uh, renting it on VHS or getting someone to rent it for me on VHS just expecting to see some boobs on screen and yeah. uh, I remember being like no, this is like legitimately scary and then when I watched <laughs> it this time yeah. there was just, there's no tension, there's no scariness at all i don't think there's, there's just nothing yeah yeah it's weird like so what yeah. as adolescent boys which is probably all the time the when we all saw it for the first time 
Uh, you get your money's worth in terms of nudity, which is probably part of the reason why you're watching it. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely remember being genuinely freaked out and scared by it. Yeah. Uh, and there were a couple of scenes towards the end. Maybe of this film it was the, the naughty, <laughs> sexy bits that kind of were Lo- terrifying. You as- <laughs> what the hell's that? <laughs> It's when the pepper and the nipples came out. That's when I got (laughs) properly scared. Yeah. Ah, Crazy. Uh, I mean, does it hold up? It's hard to say. Like, some bits, yeah. CGI is a bit dodgy, isn't it? It looks a bit PlayStation 2. Uh, (laughs) CGI. I mean, Ben Kingsley. Kingsley. That's like Jeff Bezos. (laughs) I am absolutely baffled. Jeff Bezos, yeah. <laughs> How much have you made in the last hour? Well, I don't know, but a lot. Um, I'll find an alien, though. This ragtag group of people who are looking for the alien, I don't understand who they are, what their jobs are, what they're supposed to be doing, why they've been hired to do this. I understand nothing about them, like, throughout <laughs> the whole film. Can we try and... Um, can we try and yeah. Like... We, yeah, I think we could go through each member. Yeah. I, I, because like um okay maybe we'll do that when we, oh, when sorry. we do the okay. cast let's do, let's, let's do let's do it yeah, let's okay. do, do the cat let's do the cast and then we can describe everything so wow. natasha henstridge is sill but do we ever hear her name uttered in any instance did i miss that yeah ben kingsley definitely says he definitely silly. does okay, yeah i missed yeah. that so Michelle she's like, williams is playing the uh mm. young yeah i know yeah, that was a big surprise to me yeah um, Frank um, Welker. Wait, is he the guy? Frank yeah, Welker. he is. Frank Welker's <laughs> the dude who does the voice of everything. Yeah, uh, but he's <laughs> he's the voice of the alien. And then all and then this group of like, I think Ed Harvey in the in the Horror Hangout Board of Advisors group described them as like a Scooby Gang of people <laughs> trying to find the alien. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're all pretty. I mean, it's strange. All, I mean, how many of them have won an Oscar? Ben Kingsley, definitely. Forrest Whitaker, yes. Not sure about Alfred Molina. Michael Madsen, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, so Ben Kingsley's Xavier Fitch, who's like the scientist who's the head of whatever experiment they're doing, mixing yeah. alien human DNA. Uh, Michael Madsen, yeah. as far as I'm aware, is like a hired assassin. I think he's a hitman. Yeah. <laughs> Why has he been hired though? Because surely like, the government are in charge of that. They've got, they've got helicopters flying around. They've got like guys in black suits. Why do yeah. they need Michael Madsen? Yeah, he's, he's like the best <laughs> hitman. He's so good. <laughs> he can hit he's aliens so as well. Good. It's in his business card. And I do aliens. And I don't do aliens. Got any aliens? Got aliens you need catching? It gets yeah. a little so, bit confused because he comes in and yeah, like you say, they've got helicopters and uh, all the government backing that you might expect, but they also can't stop the trains from running. Like, there's a scene earlier on, like, oh, no, we can't stop Uh, the trains. Uh, So there's all these things that they can't do, um, but they seemingly have endless resources for helicopters and getting unnecessary team members. Alfred Molina. Is he English, by the way, in real life? Yeah. Was he? I don't know. I think so. I only know him really as Doc Ock and... He's in Indiana Jones. Okay. Um, so he's a doctor who... Um... He, he is English, sorry to interrupt, Luke. He was born uh, in Paddington, London. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. He might actually sound a little, a little bit like Guy from uh, Green Wing, if you ever watched Green Wing. He's got, <laughs> yeah. similar... he got the same hair. Plays 
Gibo or whatever that that game is. Um, so he he's I don't know what he's a doctor. Of. It does, I don't think it's important. Forrest Whitaker. Aliens. <laughs> alien doctor. Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> the femme fatale, but alien. Um, <laughs> what's the um? Forrest Whitaker. Uh, he's described yeah. as an empath, I believe, but he's just like a psychic guy. Oh my! I love Forrest Whitaker. He's great. He annoys the hell out of me in this movie because they use him as just a plot device to get the Scooby Gang from A to B, like after yeah. um, Natasha Henstridge's character. They turn up like an hour or half an hour after she's done a murder, and then Forrest Whitaker gets a funny feeling and says, "Oh, something bad's happened here." Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> something, something bad's happened here. Uh, and then he says like the most obvious thing, and. Then they go to the next place. Like I don't know why. It just yeah. annoyed. I felt like why do they need like any sort of psychic character in this movie? Well, all the characters are kind of placeholders. Um, Marg, mm-hmm. Marg, True. Marge Helgenberger is Dr. Laura Baker. I don't think they even get around to hearing what her job, her name is. I'm pretty sure they just go, yeah, you're what you're just you know here to be Mark Madsen's <laughs> love interest. I mean, she's there. Her role is to change the camera in the in the lab thing. That's like her yeah. main thing. But she also then later, you see her in the car and she's like doing a search on like a police computer. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking, oh, what what is her role that she is able to find people in their addresses? Also, is a biologist or whatever else. That computer would um, be easy to use because Michael Madsen used it. I think it's just Google. <laughs> <laughs> just search in LinkedIn. Um, and, then ra- and then randomly at some ra- like at some point in the movie she decides she's got the horn for Michael Madsen just out of nowhere she's just like actually you know what wow he's the he's, best he's of every of guy. everyone else who's here she's got no interest in Ben Kingsley because she likes she likes hair uh, hey <laughs> <no>. <laughs> hey <laughs> and uh, yeah so she goes for Madsen even their uh, whole romance yeah. is 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 like telegraphed to the audience through Forrest Whitaker's empath powers <laughs> yeah. like they actually don't act as if they're in love or like even flirting with one another just at one point Forrest Whitaker says a line that is she likes you by the way and then yeah. you go oh okay right I'm on board what? now okay we can set up the next bit of this story like it gets it tells Michael Madsen yeah. who's fairly clueless what's happening I've but it also I tells us wouldn't be able to do anything with Forrest Whitaker around because he'd be he'd be like a peeping Tom of the empath world he's <laughs> feeling in He's he's listening. He does he does interrupt them when they're just about to get exactly. it on as well, and you'd be yeah. like, oh, all the times. There's a really weird moment <laughs> where uh, Marg Helgenberger like pulls pulls down pulls down Michael Madsen's trousers, and then there's like yeah. a shot between his legs as she's looking at his member. Yeah. <laughs> it's and weird. she kind of like goes, oh, yeah. all biting her lip, and goes goes cross-eyed. I think of him. <laughs> <laughs> What's he packing down there? Madsen? Wow. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's that's it for the main cast members, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you've uh, got like, yeah, that's yeah. it pretty much. A few people who like um, fan, like want to get it on with Natasha Henstridge who don't last long, unfortunately, because, yeah. Mm, the, baby, got... the little baby boy is a guy called Curtis Burrow. Doesn't like he's been in anything since. I'm quite curious to know what he's up to. You were the little. Looked, do you know what? Alien do you know what he looked like? He looked like the little boy. Cov- have you ever seen that vine of like the little boy covered in peanut butter? 
Yeah, and, like, oh, yeah. Say. and they go, does that feel good? And he goes, eh. <laughs> he just looked like him. He was covered in peanut butter. I want to maybe be that, maybe that's what he's up to now. He's just covering himself in peanut butter, tree living his fast glory in Never showered. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute when it's a baby, but when it's a 30 year old bloke, <laughs> no one likes it. Trust me. That's what they keep telling me. I um. So that's what the main act is. So, uh, I think. Um, is that it? There's one, two, three. There's like four on the main team. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Include yeah. not including. Ben Kingsley. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, it feels like at five that maybe three would have been enough on this main team. Yeah, the fact that there's five of them just gets a bit. It just gets a bit nuts. We yeah. didn't. We, we didn't nail down what Alfred Molina's purpose is. Like, okay, regardless of what you think about whether or not we need a psychic empath, like I understand Forrest Whitaker's role. I get that uh, Marge is the the biologist, and I get that Michael Madsen is like the muscle. But I genuinely have no idea what Alfred Molina's character's role is, or anything that he really does. Well, he, he um, impregnates thingy. Yeah, and... but that's not <laughs> but why. Is that why Ben Kingsley hired him? We need your sperm, you. man. We need your <laughs> sperm. Your We're very, really fertile. You yeah. get a woman pregnant like that. So uh, come on. And it's Stephen, he's got a... <laughs> yes, bring your balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's got eight limbs. That's the reason. Old Doc Ock. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. so you got you got Doc, you got Gandhi. Yeah. You've got Dr. Octopus, you've got, uh, Miss, you've got Mr. Blonde, you've got uh, Ghost Dog. And you got CSI. CSI. What yeah. a team. I mean, that's yeah. a better oh, movie my. already. That's yeah. Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's what cut of Justice League I would make if I got the chance on the water slide. Well, the Arrington cut will surely come around at some point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... 
the the setup is um, SETI, which is a real thing. They sent out what is it, half a kilobyte of information, like it's a ridiculously small. Like I don't know what I don't think you yeah. could fit anything in that small. It's like it's like a, a DNA sequence. I think this is a real thing, right? They sent out a sheet of music, something yeah. like that, out of space, and the idea is that some aliens are going to hear the music and or whatever, and they're going to go. I don't like it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I and get like back it. in touch with us. <laughs> Half a kilobyte. I wonder what music it was. Stan, the Eminem song. <laughs> I was gonna say so catchy. Great, great <laughs> like, and it's got and it's got nice lyrics and a meaning. It's a story as well, you know. It's a story. <laughs> <laughs> they just send a new. They just bomb the. the they, I mean, that, that ex, if they send Stan, that entirely explains why they sent back Sil. Species, yeah. Fuck this planet. Oh my god. Yeah. So they send they send back like a transmission which has got like some DNA, and they're like, just mix this DNA with your DNA. It'd be a right laugh. Oh well, they um uh, they sent them oh, they something. Oh, it's like a cure uh, energy. for energy. Energy. Cure for energy. <laughs> like a nice <laughs> electrolyte drink. Is they basically sent us Lucas Aid? <laughs> they go, how much energy you going through? Bloody hell! Have this energy. Nice go, oh, sports yeah. drink from uh, the stars. And then because that tasted so nice, they were like, "Come on, let's make an alien baby." <laughs> I still don't understand how it works. What they could just make DNA if they have like some on a program and it says yeah you twist it like that not like that instead like you twist the dna strands around just do one of them what <laughs> it's just like cross stitch well. it's just like cross stitch <laughs> yeah, it's a cross stitch pattern it's Mark. just a little just a little version of sill like elgenberger yeah dr baker and bring your needles <laughs> so um <laughs> they make some uh Make a baby alien. It starts uh, with Sil Michelle Miss Sil Williams in a like a glass cabinet, and yep. it looks like the kind of glass cabinet which you, you get like your fish and your deep fried stuff in your ship shop. It's that kind of color, and she's in there. What looks like it keeps her warm. Zabaloy, um, but but she does something wrong. I don't know. I don't know why they decide to kill her. Something happens when it goes gasser. Come on, start again. <laughs> yeah, they just decide to like that she's become too dangerous, or they decide to dreaming. Is that because later on they were like she had a, she made like a weird eye movement and she's asleep. Yeah. Get her dead. Get... <laughs> she has a weird like back pepperami as well that comes out that's in the dream, which you can kind of miss sometimes. Uh, I didn't see it until I watched oh, it this okay. time. I never realized, but she has a little tentacle that comes out under the bed sheets but yeah uh, i think i think ben kingsley kind of explains a little later on that the yeah they just decided to do a do, like a do-over but essentially yeah, the, yeah but she so. grew, she grows really fast doesn't she so like it, she was only a few months old uh when she was michelle williams you can relate uh, age ben. <laughs> i can relate Aging super fast. <laughs> <laughs> i'm only a few months old aren't i jesus what's going on here uh yeah, so but it's it's weird because she seems to like pick up inform. How does she pick up information? She like watches people do things and then remembers it and um, it's a bit weird. Picks up people's traits. It is a bit weird because I kept thinking, how does she know how that works when she's out in the world? Yeah, I kept thinking, how does she managed to do that? How is she driving a car already? What's going on? Yeah, 
high five and that guy, how did you know that's reciprocal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was an attack? <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. hell. Um, I like it because Ben Kingsley is in his like, I mean, he looks so much like Jeff Bezos. He's in like a white <laughs> suit, stood on like a, a, a platform, uh, looking down, and he's like, get it. <laughs> get the gas in. Get the gas. And these people bring in cyanide and they're pumping it up. And then he starts to cry. It's like a little tear and it cuts away and it cuts back a second later. And it looks like someone's just throwing a glass of water in his face. <laughs> it's, it's not just his eyes. His eyes are completely drenched. It's kind of dripping over his face and everything. Um, yeah, so he gets really emotional. Uh, and then three months. She was a she was a little fetus like two months ago. Get over yeah. it. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, really insensitive. Sorry. That was really insensitive. God. Well, she breaks down. I don't know where I came from. Which is like, uh, she breaks out. Um, the cyanide kills all the people in gas masks somehow. It's like gas mask proof. It's and really then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then she runs away. And I think the, the door, the, the fire exit's right there. I think mm-hmm. must be. But I don't know where she is. They're not in SETI, are they? Are they? I don't think they're at SETI. I mean, they're in, well, an they're Amazon just... warehouse. Yeah, they're they somewhere in the desert, uh, and then she runs uh, all through the night to the nearest train track, which we don't know how far it is, but... Oh, yeah. And then um, the, a homeless guy comes up to her. Um, I don't know what wants, wants to happen, but he gets shoved so hard, his, his like, back snaps off <laughs> this is one of the best i loved this bit this is such a good effect it's yeah. maybe one of the best effects in 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 the, in the world in the world <laughs> uh you know just this guy who gets thrown against the wall and lands and you can it's it's obviously like just two people through a wall but it's really really effective his legs yeah. are turned around the wrong way and he just falls i really rated this bit <laughs> it's good it it is this thing, this film does this a lot. It has like the piano, uh, like an old Casio piano keyboard sting. It's like just a mess of notes. There's no actual rhyme or reason for it. Just they just press that, and then it's like she sees a flash. Uh, they kind of invert the colours, and she sees the flash of, I guess, her floating around or swimming or something in her final form. Yeah, she looks. She looks like reptilian, but also like robot. She looks like a. Uh... A reptilian C3PO, um, yeah, in in some sort of weird liquid in in this little thing. What's that thing from that movie from the, like the nineteen twenties as well with the, like the weird robot on? The yeah, metropolis. Yeah, metropolis. Metropolis. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, getting vibes. Metropolis vibes. One hundred percent. So it's a Giga, Giga HR Giga design, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. the HR Giga Batmobile? No, no. Def- definitely Google that uh, if you get a chance, uh, listeners and hosts. Batmobile. Just imagine two of um, oh, yeah. Nat- Natasha Henstridge's <laughs> arms. Uh, yeah, very reptilian uh, machinery, weird stuff going on. Uh, it's a shame, really, that we see H.R. Geiger's design as like a PS2 cutscene at the end because it looks ever so wobbly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, early 90s? 
this Batmobile looks like a pair of pliers, by the way. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I know it does. <laughs> Did he? Was it? Was he involved as a concept artist on one of the film projects for Batman, or is this just a thing that he just did? A good question. I think I knew at one point, but I don't remember. Oh, that. so it uh, says I think here, he does... unused God. design from Batman Forever. Oh, yeah. I wonder who ever I mean, is. I mean, that would have been absolutely mad. You already had Tommy Lee Jones going absolutely, basically yeah. doing a, basically <laughs> trying to outdo Jim Carrey. The Batmobile that they ended up using in that one. Oh wait, maybe I'm not thinking the right one. I'm thinking of Batman Returns, Batmobile. <laughs> the Batman Forever one is the one that's just like really, it's really got this lighty. It looks like a pair of like light up trainers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I remember yeah. this one. Yeah. It's a weird design. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, Seal, who's like, who looks like a 12 year old girl, obviously, at this point, we shouldn't mention that. Um, goes like ends up on a train uh and she's well peckish she's eating all the food where'd she get this food from i don't food know <laughs> yeah but oh she steals food cart. okay yeah that makes sense oh, she goes into that little bit where the conductor eats a like takes ah, a banana and right, puts yeah. it on a plate or something like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i was like she, I can't remember it a banana, but she completely bites into the banana way. without peeling it as well I, it's, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I think she might be an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Femme fatale, but I think she's alien. a species. <laughs> Femme fatale, but alien. Yeah, that's the tagline, I think, actually. <laughs> Femme fatale, but alien. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, oh, yeah, so she... Uh, her face... She goes through some changes. Her face starts, like, sprouting. Like a potato you've left in the cupboard for a long time, yeah. but in in double time. Have you uh, seen it, those pictures when someone says, "Oh, I just came back to my flat after being away for eight months. Yeah. I left a potato, and it's just like, oh my god, I burned the old flat. I go in there with a flamethrower. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, she's like, what did she make? Like a cocoon or something? Um, mm. makes like a weird yeah. greasy green like algae cocoon yeah. in the corner uh and there was a, a was it a conductor uh woman who was it was yeah. nice to her she was like oh you're traveling on your own are you oh don't worry about it what she yeah. said she said something else nice i'll to give her. you the the half price ticket for being even though you're 12 yeah maybe ish i'm guessing yeah i'll give you the price for like an 11 year old and you go, and oh, that's goes, I'll show you. I'm going to grow. <laughs> I'm going to be 16 by tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she yeah. deserved that bit discount because she was technically only like three months old at this true. point. So yeah. like, she yeah, totally true. probably should have traveled for free, honestly. I'd have finished her on. You're three months old and you're unattended. You're traveling to LA on your own. Yeah. Get real. <laughs> Yeah, but the conductor they grow up so fast. (laughs) The the conductor comes in because she's left her little TV on too loud and it's quite late. Mm -hmm. And she comes in and she goes, "Has someone left a potato in this bathroom (laughs) again?" Yeah, (laughs) it's absolutely stinking. I imagine it would stink (laughs) as well. That it looks smelly. Yeah, (sighs) all that leftover food like throbbing and puffy and weird potato that's on the wall and then oh it God. like yeah it, this is a this is what is a kind of good uh, jump scary moment 
mm. uh, because you're looking into the sort of eye of this potato. <laughs> and, <laughs> You'd and never still... look in the eye of a potato. And Syl just dives out and pulls her back. Uh, pulls her back in. Although I don't know if she pulls her fully back in. I think she just pulls a bit of her in, like her head, and maybe. I don't know. She doesn't. You see her in a little bit later, the the conductor, and she doesn't seem uh, to be too badly beat up or anything. A bit of goo on her. Yeah, it's like a bit yeah. of the green. Come on, get it. You're all right. Yeah, Walk it off. You're all right. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, we've mentioned as well that obviously Seal likes likes TV. She's laughing at everything that she watches. Uh, she see. So she's basically learning all she does about human nature from from TV. Essentially, is where she when when she's matured into natasha henstridge is where she learns uh about sexy time and mating and she watches a porn or something i think she watches a load of one evening in a motel and she's just like so much choice i'm gonna watch it all and she does we've all been there (laughs) um but i mean before all that i guess the the team's been introduced by this point right xavier's had them all on the phone bring your balls Bring your needles. Bring your bring your empath. <laughs> bring your brain. And um Bring your potato peeler with a little eye remover on it. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, so they they all turn up. I think they're all like in a like a doctor's waiting room and they're like, What are you in for? Um it's it's a, a nice little moment we get to meet them all. They all seem friendly enough. Michael Madsen pretty much instantly says, I'm a hitman. Or something along those lines. Like he implies it. Simply by the glasses he's wearing. Um, <laughs> so I guess Xavier explains at this point. He has like a PowerPoint presentation or something like that. I can't really remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is our exposition scene where we just need yeah. all the information that frames up who Syl is, who this girl is that we've seen. Because we haven't really got the whole story yet. And it's delivered in... A pretty bo- pretty boring just round the table scene to be honest it's it's um it, it's yeah it it it's very expositional and 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 it yeah. sort of everyone's I, I, it feels like it's the sort of scene where the audience is way ahead of everyone else all the characters on screen yeah, yeah the audience is way ahead of everyone else and uh forrest whitaker's dan smithson thinks he's even further ahead when he's not he's just saying <laughs> obvious things like he's trying to finish the guy's sentences she, <laughs> she's lost she's lost she's confused she doesn't know what's going up well yeah, yeah we, we everyone gets that we all know that got anything else forrest mm, for done. god's sake <laughs> yeah um i mean i you say you don't like forrest whitaker in this i i actually quite like him it feels like a sort of character that wouldn't exist in in today's cinema, yeah. but we used to have. I mean, that kind of guy a lot. I've of got me. I've got absolutely no problem with Forrest Whitaker. He's he's an absolute uh, phenomenal actor. I just don't like the way his character is used in this. Is pretty much a a, a way of pushing along the plot. Um, yeah, it, just feels, it feels a bit lazy. To oh me. yeah, like I would, sure. I would I would, yeah. I would yeah. prefer it if he was just you know scientist, hitman, any other person really, uh, <laughs> other other than. Speaking kind of, of um, Forrest Whitaker, he's responsible for like a moment in film that like shook me to my very core, and I had to lie down. I remember now. Yeah, it's the Last King of Scotland. Have you okay. seen the Last King of Scotland? Yeah, yeah, pre- yeah. I'm pretty James, sure I've seen have it. Have you seen it, John? Don't James think I have. 
James McAvoy is like uh, a doctor um, of aliens. Mm. <laughs> He's a doctor who goes to Africa, and um, I can't remember. The, it's based on a real guy. Um, and there's a scene at the end that, although you didn't see exactly what was happening, it was so gruesome. It's not a horror film that I was like, no. I have to lie down. I'm going to fall over. Like, I don't know what it was. It's like the suggestion of what's happening. It's, it's very what, rarely happens. I mean, that's the movie he won Best Actor for, don't it? At the Academy oh, It is really good. And just that moment, I, I just remember now. It's, I mean, it's like in the same way that Chuck Palahniuk uh, short story gets to me. Yeah. All oh, right. It affected me in the same way. I've yeah, so I recommend it. it. I don't remember. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Uh, uh, yeah, no. so it's weird because, again, they're obviously all very good at individual things, but then it's, at one point, they're doing a load of science and they got them all sat around the table like with their little uh, like um, lab coats on. And uh, if I was, I don't know, Michael Madsen or Forrest Whitaker, I'd be like, can I just go home for a bit and sit this bit out? Why am I here when we're looking in a Petri dish, looking at uh, Sill's cells divided? Why have I got to have this information? Let the doctors do this bit. See you later. <laughs> it, seem, it seems ridiculous. Yeah. They're all sort of sat around like, like that. It, it made me look like, like they're all in school doing like a just something that they just couldn't be asked with, really. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then it pretty much just move, moves on from... They sort of go after her, don't they? And they basically follow her trail of destruction um, across the across the country. And they're always like yeah, five, five steps behind her, but on her trail. She goes to the nightclub, um, right? That's the next... Yeah, so after staying, so she stays in this motel. Yeah, she goes shopping, and there's some interesting funny scenes of her like (laughs) buying a bridesmaid's dress or a wedding dress, and just wandering around the town (laughs) and (laughs) little screwed up Arrested Development. She reminded me of um, Charlize Theron in a. She's like mentally retarded female who wears a wedding dress. (laughs) (laughs) You see that? It's really good, Mister F. Um. <laughs> and she like she's got her money she's stolen some money obviously she's got it in a bum bag all the money just screwed up in little bo- <laughs> I know people like that have you ever seen people like that they go, I'll, just, I'll just pay for that and they get out like a five pound note and it says you screwed up into a tiny ball and I go what kind of life are you living <laughs> yeah, perhaps I they I are a species really. <laughs> perhaps <laughs> yeah, they are yeah. a species that's another thing that's what I kept saying because there obviously isn't an alien there's not a name for her 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 as an alien, so I just kept telling her, uh, she's a species. She's one of them species. Are you a species? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we get to see, there's a couple of moments like when she gets off the train, because yeah, we she gets off the train and we see like the uh, the team, the, the Scooby team have radioed ahead or something and they've asked, hey, Make sure you don't let any little blonde girls through, and we and like we see all the little blonde girls getting like pushed <laughs> yeah. to a corner because that is what they're looking for. And and Natasha Henstridge, who is now fully grown, just walks straight past and kind of you know shares a no, a sort of knowing glance, weirdly with this girl, um, as she's leaving the train station and into LA. And yeah, the the story kind of progresses, and we're just seeing this intercut between Natasha Henstridge exploring LA, looking for her, her mate, someone to mate with, 
and our Scooby team being one step behind the whole way and following her. Yeah, like he said, Ben, her trail of destruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so is... yeah, so she goes to stays at a motel, doesn't she? And then she goes and asks the guy behind the desk, uh, "Where can I find a man?" Uh, and he just he just says, "Go down, go down a club, go down the local uh, local liquid." Oh, <laughs> was it good? Is it called liquid? Well, liquid. Oh. We had a we had liquid in Mansfield. Oh man, it's so nineties in there, isn't it? It's so nineties, like the music, just however. WKD drinks that are like neon, <laughs> like yeah. lighting up, and, and there's like a little dance bit on like a little cage. <laughs> are you talking about this place? You're talking <laughs> yeah, about which place? One? Liquid. <laughs> you're talking <Both>. about we. <laughs> um, they filmed it in liquid. It looks like <laughs> you could have a, a reef, a WKD, uh, Smirnoff Ice, uh, all the you things. Get a lot of chip be. for drinking those, but when you've had like ten beers, a nice refreshing like alcopop is really nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I used to. It's weird to think I used to live a life where I used to go out and drink. 10 pints of something as I did I used to drink I used to drink Guinness on a night out and honestly I, I see pictures of myself when I was like 19, 20 I've got the fattest neck I'm just like how do I not know shelling the Guinness down my neck is just like that now I've grown a beard to cover it but, hold on would you go out on a night out and drink 10 pints of Guinness I don't know about not probably not 10 Oh, that's God. probably ridiculous. Yeah. I was going to say, like, that's a lot of Guinness. But I, I mean, I definitely had uh, tenants was mine being a Scottish Ooh, guy. So I'd go out and drink like 10 or yeah. pints of tenants, which just seems absolutely it's terrifying crazy. to me now. I remember being so cheap as well. John John Smith was the one I drank for some reason as a kid. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Why? Frothy <Yeah>. gravy. <laughs> but that was like, I think, like £1.50 or something like that. It's maybe cheaper. It was ridiculously cheap anyway. I remember there was a pub just outside my college where I used to go in and buy a a, a two liter bottle of Natch like cider in a plastic bottle in a pub as well for like three pound fifty. Oh yeah. Everyone pour it out. Oh, good times. Bristol loves ta- the ciders. Ta- Bristol loves the cider. Uh, Natasha Henshaw doesn't do any of that. We didn't see her drinking anything, <laughs> do we? There's no <laughs> there's no Guinness. There's no tenants. Oh no sorry guys, Smith. I got cut off there for a second. Oh, you're oh, we're still on the drink. Sorry. We're still, still, we're still on the drinks, drinks yeah. man. <laughs> Natasha Henstridge, we're just saying she she chose not to drink the Mansfield bitter. She necked a pint of tenants in a, in a deleted scene. <laughs> in a deleted scene yeah. of this. Yeah, well, uh, well, we release the release the tenants cut then. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> That'll put airs on, on your chest, love, or, <laughs> or tentacles on your nipples, whatever the saying is. A bit of both. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so anyway, she meets a guy who who's got dashing hair, <laughs> and he seems like, like a nice guy, right? He, he comes across okay. Um, she says, "I want." I think she says, "I want to get him." And she goes, "Where?" And she and she says, "I don't know." <laughs> like she, a little cute. <laughs> she hears she hears a woman like say the line, "Oh, I've I've got a party to go to and nobody to take me." And uh, okay. She, yeah. Does she initially follow her into the toilet? And is that yeah, right? that's that's the woman that she oh, kills yeah. in the cubicle because she sees her as a as a threat. 
you see that a lot like that's how she kind of learns how to drive and spend money you see little scenes they do kind of set up all these things but it's quite subtle so she's watching people do mm. stuff and then will mimic them so yeah she says exactly the same lines but because that woman mm. just beforehand in the bar sort of said that line i've got a party to go to and no one to take me uh to someone that still was eyeing up like that's a threat so she what she follows her into the toilets eliminates that threat in a really really gruesome way she also uh, gets inside the toilet somehow yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how did i don't know how did she get in there? and then she like hadoukens her through the wall <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and like rips her spine out is that as, what as she gets to that guy and he goes yeah i'd invite to my house but have you been inside a toilet? <laughs> <laughs> what? No. no. What are you on about? I like the perfume uh, you're wearing. <laughs> Thanks, it's shit. <laughs> I mean, he does immediately try to get her into the shower, so it does all make sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. True, yeah. I'm going to take a shower. You can take it. Do you want to take a shower? <laughs> you don't have to. I'm just saying it's on if you want to. It's on, it's want, on right yeah. now if you want it. I mean, you might as well get in. You're close to it. I mean, no? Oh, unfortunate. Um, so he quite swiftly turns into a douche because she, um, she... So she senses that he's diabetic, doesn't she? So she pretty much rejects him immediately, just says, oh, I've changed my mind or whatever. But he's like, oh, no, you're here now. So uh, you've got to do this. So um, luckily, she takes it upon herself to fuck him up. She like... Um... Tongs the back of his head through his neck. So it yeah. shoots out. That's, I remember that bit being quite shocking when I was a kid. And how do you feel about it now? I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I don't think it would kill you, would it? Unmet? No, it would. Yeah. It's going through like your spine. <laughs> it wouldn't kill you. Well, you died from that. Tap. You wimp. <laughs> But that is a total like xenomorph type thing that we never uh, see her use or do. Like we yeah. don't know what's going on in that mouth. She doesn't have like a pepperami tentacle in there, as far as we know. <laughs> but it comes out now. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I used to have a friend called that... Danny Longtong. It wasn't. It was a nickname, but it, it was a nickname because that he was. He should have been in the X Men. His tongue was so long, like <laughs> I can't. It was it was unnatural. Like he used to like people can like lick their nose and stuff. He could like lick like the underneath of his neck. Like it could just no. go. Yeah, honestly, like it was. Did he have, there was he something no unnatural. No, there was something just. Uh, he was just a strange. He was a, he he was a peculiar guy anyway. And the thing is, like, I don't want to. It's not a of years, and I really want to have some proof of his long tongue <laughs> because. <laughs> I don't. Maybe there's a video on Facebook. I'll try and find one. He would but be in the Luke Condor, the Luke Condor cut of Justice League. The long tongue guy. <laughs> he will and be. Long tongue. And who, who was the guy from your school that you mentioned recently? You mentioned a few weeks ago. Uh, who? I can't remember. You mentioned someone. It'd just be people from your childhood. That's it. I forget Condor what Sil. Forget what Sil's kid is doing now, or the peanut butter kid. We want to know what Danny Longtongue's up to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's unfortunate, I guess, with Seal is that there isn't too, there aren't many practical effects to show like weird bits of her and like her tongue coming out, and most of it's CGI or like kind of just really quick shots that we don't kind of see much of. 
Um, I think it could have really some really good practical effects bits. I think would have been re- really good. I'm just Who's this? That's not Daniel Longton, but that's <laughs> that's the kind oh of song you had. Is that shit? But his was. I'm I thought sure that was him then. I was going to see. <laughs> but it's that he's of that, you know, that type of special <laughs> mutant person. <laughs> I wonder what he's, what's he doing for a living? Do you reckon? Oh, you know what? I can't remember his <laughs> real surname. Something disgusting. <laughs> can't remember his real surname. What? It wasn't Long Tug. He's an ice cream taster. He tastes <laughs> the bottom of Cornettos before they put the ice cream in. Is <laughs> <laughs> the chocolate in that? that? He pushes yeah. that little bit of chocolate <laughs> into he the tip of the Cornet. <laughs> yeah. He pushes. How'd you get that chocolate in the tip? Is it gravity? <laughs> no, it's not gravity. Someone has to put so those in themselves. <laughs> Can I not just use my finger? Disgusting! <laughs> Health and safety. Dan, Danny, pop that in, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> he was a great. He was a really great oh, guy. I've got to say, Brian. Um, he's yeah, a great cracking, guy. And, and, and if he's and if he's listening right now, what would you say? I hope. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> what do you mean? What's your favorite? I had a corner give a. You have a week, mate. Cracking job. <laughs> Great work. Great work. Yeah. I knew it was you. I don't think I'm looking for his pictures, and I, I don't think it's something he likes to show off because yeah, it's, it is a bit strange. <laughs> but there's nothing on Facebook. Oh. You just have to have a word for it. Okay. I will. I will. Licks are a uh, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so she kills that dude. Um, penetrates his skull, penetrates a would-be rapist's skull. Very poetic. Um, and then she tries. What well, says here? She tries to mate with John Kerry, but that's a little bit later, isn't it? So she goes well, about she, her business. The Scooby does have Gang shower as well after being in the toilet. She does actually go for a shower. Oh, she does. Just to clear that up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was just a moment that they. I think they had an, a number of topless scenes they could have for Natasha Henstridge. And they really did push yeah. the boat out on it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the Scooby gang turn up not long after this. And, yeah, again, there's a lot of sort of stating the obvious in there. Oh, somebody died. Oh, she's moving on to somebody else. Oh, there's a little... Duh. <laughs> <laughs> duh, duh. I think um, Professor X even says... Not Professor X. Xavier <laughs> even says something along those lines. Like, duh. here we go. What have we got you here for? Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then she moves on pretty quickly. It says the car accident bit next, so I'm sure they're missing something, but... Doesn't... Uh, her... What's it? Marge. Doesn't Marg get attacked by a squirrel? <laughs> yes, but that's yeah. not yet. That's, that's not oh, yet, okay. no. All right. Okay. That's Did you not think? Bit. I was like, squirrels don't do that. Squirrels have never done that. No. That's <laughs> what the squirrels do. <laughs> Someone had like a, a toy squirrel on set that day, and they were just like, "Got to put this in the film, mate. Got to, go get it in." They were pranking yeah. everyone behind the scenes, and they were like, oh, "We got to put this in." It's a great jump scare. Yeah. Um. So yeah, something happens later where she's just walking around in the middle of the day, and she gets like run over. Is it her fault, or is it the guy's? Is it the guy driving fault? I don't like I'm this. Sh- 
I don't like this scene because it just makes Syl seem pretty clumsy in a weird way. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like she's we've seen her break through bulletproof glass or whatever else, running and keeping up and catching a train. Unless it was and... on purpose. Nah. I mean, I don't, I, don't think... I don't know. It seems... Also, it's kind of mad because the guy who, who flattens her as well, like, hit and run. He like, goes, oh, shit! <laughs> True. Shit! Gets yeah. out of there. Uh, but luckily, John Carey is there, uh, and he—he's not a doctor, is he? Because he's like, move out the way. I thought I'm he was going to go. I'm a doctor. Move out the way. Yeah, I'm a man, and I'm going to see if she's okay. She's not okay. Uh, so she gets taken to hospital. Uh, they're like, oh, she got insurance. John Carey's just like, stick it on my credit card. We're like, first of all, we don't know how much this is going to cost. Second of all, it's in the U- car. It's yeah. in the U.S. It's going to be like fifty grand. Yeah, but luckily he he picked up a self healing woman. Most people are self healing, <laughs> yeah, to some degree. Yeah, yeah. Looked, yeah. Did you recognise yeah. uh, the woman who was working in the hospital, the one who got the credit card? Because I recognised her, I couldn't quite put my finger on it, and then I had a little Google. Uh, she is the. I was going to say, is she sort of like a? Is she a psych? Not a psychiatrist. What's Forrest Whitaker again? What's the word? Empath. Empath. Empath, yeah. She's kind of like an empath, the one from Jeepers Creepers, you know, the one who sold the monster and she kind of tells the characters about that. Yeah. Yeah. The woman she turns up and turns up at the police station later on as well. She's got sort of connection with the. I think she dies as well. Yeah. Yeah. But there we go. That's a nice little. Interesting. Yeah. Nice little. She's been typecast as a person in (laughs) horror movies. (laughs) Yeah. As an actor. (laughs) <laughs> been typecast as an actor again, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> um. So, right. So she's <clears throat> she's in hospital. The doctor's there, and he's like, "Oh yeah, back's all fucked up. Let's swap that out for another one." And he's like, laying it on thick about how bad it's going to be. He's like, "That guy's dropped his credit card off." Yeah, it's it's bad, mate. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, he just goes like this. You dropped your credit card. He goes. <laughs> yeah. What? What? What's wrong with him? Yeah. Um. And then, uh, the back heals itself. I mean, this looks like it's like a smudge on a back that's kind of clearing away. It's like it's like in Photoshop when you clone stamp something and you smudging it all back into place. Mm. Um. <laughs> yep. And then she gets up and goes to find Carrie. Carrie Berry. And yeah, but then she's just like, he's like, oh my god, you're you're all right, and she's like, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. And he's like, well, what happened? She was like, nothing. Like, let's go. Hop on. I'll give you a piggyback out. Let's go. Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, they're back at his house. They have a weird, awkward pose for a photo, which I'm like, I mean, if I just met anybody, I don't know if I'd want to pose for a photo. Uh, let alone if I yeah, was a weird. yeah alien alien hybrid woman who didn't know what a flash Can't was. Tell but alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and obviously they're trying to portray him like look here's another potential mate but he's kind of like completely the opposite to the other guy she tried it on with and it's almost like she's trying to be a bit forceful in this way based on what she learned from that guy where she's like right okay i need to be a bit forward and forceful this is obviously what humans yeah. like uh but obviously carrie is tr- being a gentleman he doesn't like his um <laughs> he doesn't like his speedos taken off in the hot he's, tub he's a never nude you should never take his. Uh, he's never <laughs> no. taken those pants off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. 
she rips, rips them off. Um, oh, and then um, our guys um, somehow find. Oh, I think they, they speak to the um, club owners. No, how did they find? Oh, they, they get speak the doc- to the doctor so yeah, because he left the, the credit card. They now know yeah. where to go. So yeah, we actually like... get these two things. These two storylines are finally kind of converging now on mm-hmm. the same, yeah. the same point. Like, we don't need you anymore, empath, because we've just done all our detective work without you. And he's gone, yeah. oh, I suppose I'll head, all, head on home then. See <laughs> <laughs> you later. No, no, we still need him. Yeah. Um... Uh, at this point, it gets a bit annoying because like Jim, Ke- not Jim Carrey, what's his name? <laughs> John Kerry. John Kerry. His, fa- yeah. his phone's ringing, and she's like, "No, don't ask." Well, <laughs> on, Luke. Jesus. Excuse me. <laughs> his phone's ringing, but Sills like, "No, don't go. Stay in the hot tub with me." And then his like doors knocking. She's like, "No, no, stay with me. Stay with me." I can handle that. I couldn't let the phone go unanswered or the door go unanswered. No matter who was in my hot tub, Natasha Henstridge. Wait. <laughs> That's yeah. who it is. Yeah. Interesting. No, I think I said something along the lines of, "Why the fuck are you getting out of the hot tub? Like, leave the phone. Let it let it go to the <laughs> oh, answering right. machine." Completely opposite, <laughs> me and you, John. Oh, just like my, my nerves just won't allow me to do that. Unfortunately, I just be like, "God, what's it gonna be?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, he doesn't have voicemail set up, or maybe the tapes full. Like, he has to go answer it, um, and then yeah. the doors going, like you said. So he wants to get out, and I think still get. I guess she realizes that. It's the Scooby Gang, yeah. does she? Mm. I don't know how she would know that. Or I think she might be a bit em- empathy. Maybe okay. I don't know. I just get get the vibe that um, I don't know. I'm just making that up. <laughs> if it fits, <laughs> um, but yeah. So she starts to like uh, she panics, uh, and then panic kills the guy. I mean, maybe she didn't need to kill him because she just not run away. Yeah, she probably doesn't need to kill him, but I think she's too far gone. So we pretty much see her full alien form for the first time here, don't we? With tentacles coming out the boobies, and uh, does she just drown him? Yeah, he's bleeding there as well. Uh, That's because one of her booby tentacles goes down his throat. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of gruesome. It is I gruesome. I don't know what that's for. Gruesome a... That's the nickname. For, uh, for yeah, the there's quite skills. a lot. Obviously, like we we mentioned, or I got cut off a little bit, so I didn't hear you, what you guys said about HR Giger or Geiger, or however you want oh. to pronounce it, designing yeah. the Sill mm-hmm. creature. But you know, mm-hmm. obviously, he famously designed the Xenomorph as well. And there's a couple of little like nods to it because you know we've got the Xenomorph like um, appendage in the mouth that goes through the back of the bad guy's head and. The fact that her nipple kind of goes down his throat is not too dissimilar to a face hugger type thing going on. So, you know, it's not laying anything. But yeah, it's kind of gruesome. And I think that's where the blood came from because I had exactly the same thought as you, Luke, when mm. they come in in a little bit where Syl is scarpered. It's like, oh, where did all this blood come from? But They make absolutely no attempt to see if he's all right. I mean, I know he's face down in a pool and there's blood, but... Surely, whatever you do yeah, when you mate. find a body is try and see if they're dead or like, because he could have been like that for 10 seconds before they arrived. Yeah. They go, quick, get him out, but they just go, too late. <laughs> it's over. You're finished. Yeah. Uh, this is the point where Natasha Hentridge, I think she's looking through a hole in the fence. 
I believe. Yeah. And then there's a squirrel that attacks Marge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. While they control... while they are checking the the, the jacuzzi water for semen. signs of <laughs> semen. <laughs> see any? How... <laughs> I mean, I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's absolutely none in there. Not a sausage. Um, how lo- like, what's it? Criminology? What am I thinking of? Like evidence and stuff. I don't know how long it takes. Can you do it really that quick? Forensics. Just, yeah. Forensics. I can't think of words tonight. Yeah, the filter. Forensics. Can you do it that quick though? Just like get a bit of water and go. Has that got sperm in it? No. How salty is it? <laughs> <laughs> They've got the guy with the long tongue there, ready to. <laughs> Maybe there's that there's that stuff in water in pool water that turns a certain color if you pee in it. Maybe they have something like that for semen. Pop that it's in. It's just a really weird test to need to do. Do you know what I mean? Like someone's just been murdered. Yeah. I know they think Sills trying to procreate, but initially you turn up. Don't even check if to see if the guy's dead or not, and then go check that water for spunk. Will you fuck it? Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that reminds me actually, because Michael Madsen does have a great joke, a great gag line in this scene when they're talking about trying to find the semen in it, and he yeah. says something oh, like, yeah. "Maybe she took it with her." And I like, I thought that was a good, like, laugh out loud moment. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. He said it, and then he looked round for a reaction. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she took it with her, huh? In a little pot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So she gets away um and is now when she oh yeah that's right she turns she runs into like a parking lot um and jumps into a car of a woman she's completely naked and says you gotta help me that's now isn't it that's pretty much what happens yeah 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 um and what and she essentially kidnaps her doesn't she and then starts to like devise a really (sighs) convoluted but i mean Sure, kind of ingenious plan, but then also at the same point, it's like she's. I want to know where she's learning all this stuff. I guess she just she's like got a photo me- photographic memory or something, and she's just. It's so convoluted this plan. Yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah, yeah, seeing yeah. it, and even even although I'd seen the film a long time ago, but I had seen it before. I was yeah. watching her fill up the fuel tanks. And I had absolutely zero idea what was happening, and it wasn't until later when I'd completely forgotten about them that it all pays off, which I guess is, you know, hats off to to that. But it does seem a little bit beyond Sill's reasoning so far, because everything up yeah. until this point, we've just seen her, like, learn immediately before. And her, you know, obviously she's a smart alien but i i kind of feel like they needed to give us a little bit more maybe see her figure out a jigsaw puzzle or something first really quickly you know we needed to see her (laughs) do something that wasn't just mimicking someone else because this was planning the film film by someone did the exact thing and then she was like ah (laughs) do that well because it seems like she's kind of got one thing on her mind which is yeah stop at nothing to to procreate stop at nothing to mate and now yeah. that she realizes that some people are after her it's like why would she not just attack in the same way that she attacked a rival like female in the in the club mm-hmm. like that why would she not just attack like that why would she feel to, the need to create such a convoluted plan to get them off of her case it just and then do that go through all of that but then still go after those same people 
it kind of defeated the object for me a mm. bit. I was a bit like, well, why even do that if you're going to do this? It, when it did just she remove develop that. a crush for Michael Madsen? When does that happen? She sees uh, him at some point and is like... She has a weird little fantasy dream yeah. where he, he comes in, takes off his shirt, and you see a lovely white vest that he's got yeah. on. And even I was like, oh, Michael Madsen. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been when she was peering through the hole in the fence back at the squirrel attack. Yeah. That must okay. be the only time that she's seen him or something. Mm. Or there's a moment where she's kind of staking them out outside the nightclub, maybe just before that happens. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Sure. yeah, so obviously she develops this plan where she's got big bottles of gasoline. She goes and finds like some what is it like a power station power grid yeah. thing yeah yeah and then she's got a woman that she's kidnapped now and she's gonna try to essentially yeah fake her own death there's no um, guarantee that it'd blow up right i mean <laughs> i mean how does she know how all this stuff works it's, i mean it's confusing isn't it yeah what's she been watching Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> yeah. How does she know how to drive? Um, well, it's automatics over there, I guess. It's a bit easier. <laughs> um, so what? so why did the Scooby gang decide to go back to the club, considering it's like been a couple of nights since then? What makes them think... Well, I've, I don't think they even behavioral... want to, but Xavier's like... Ah, uh, okay, I've got you. I just want to go back. <laughs> I love it there. It's absolutely banging. It's absolutely <laughs> banging in there. Banging, yeah. mate. Um, so I think we get. Oh wait, so is this before the car? This, this is after yeah. the car. This well. is where the chase like originates from. That ends in her plan, you know, blowing up the car. So there is actually a couple of bit that we've we've glossed over, which is the woman that she has essentially kidnapped, who she ran into the car. She's kept her tied up in a in the motel room, um, and there's a little scene which pays off in a minute where she. Sill cuts off her own thumb uh, yeah. uh, and it grows back so we see and her captor, uh, her captive sorry, sees that she's an alien and then she also cuts off the thumb oh hold on, why does she cut off the thumb of the of the woman? It doesn't make any sense does it? So because she leaves the oh she oh of course she yeah, cuts yeah, off the thumb it, sorry it. it makes sense oh okay yeah yeah she cuts yeah. off the the woman's thumb that she's kidnapped and then that woman is hidden in the car when the chase happens uh, and she leaves her mm-hmm. own thumb which has her own DNA blah 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 on it's somewhere in like the glove compartment or in a pocket in the car so that later when the Scooby team come along, it's really convoluted because they could easily have tested the body, but just luckily they yeah, find this yeah. tiny thumb in the burnt-out wreckage of the car. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even think of that. that is <laughs> yeah. they, test it on, they test it with their speedy semen forensics team, and they go, yep, that's Sill, so therefore the burnt body must be Sill too, even though it would be so much they, easier just to test the body. And they just say, oh, the thumb... I think Alfred Molina is the only one who said, oh, she could have jumped out of the car and, you know, caught her thumb in the door. <laughs> she was jumping out. <laughs> it's so silly. Uh, yeah. So I but, think at this point... Yeah, go on. Sorry. Jim. Sorry. sorry. As far as Scooby team are concerned, is all I was going to say, Sill is now dead. 
and job is over everyone's happy so they can go back to the hotel and mm-hmm. enjoy a few long island yeah. iced teas yeah i think so ben kingsley even says congratulations everybody job well done i was like none of these guys have done anything <laughs> no, none of you guys have done anything oh, no, really if anything you've made ben kingsley's life just way harder <laughs> yeah uh so they yeah, get that's a good point. They have like, no agency really in the story at all, do they? What have they done? Like oh, nothing. There's too many Absolutely of them. Absolutely nothing. It's too I many mean, cooks. I mean, Marge did change the camera in the oh, did we, oh we, in the microscope. We, we did that, yeah. <laughs> ben Kingsley basically willing to just let them die. That's yeah. true, actually. Yeah, that's that a scene fixing. when the mold grows out of the the petri dish. That's I remember that scene being quite scary yeah. when I was a kid. It also raises <laughs> it also raises a couple of questions that scene as well because basically they're in and I can't remember what victim I guess maybe it was after the first victim honestly I can't remember where that exactly falls in the timeline but Marge suggests that they just uh, bring about the D- the alien DNA alone without any human DNA to like yeah. muddy the water so they know what they're dealing with and Ben Kingsley's like. Oh yeah, good idea. Um, we never thought about that, and it just seems so weird that they would go straight to either go straight to uh, mixing it with a human DNA and bringing about a child, and doing absolutely zero research or anything beforehand. Yeah, looking into you can find it. it with any other organism, but they were just like straight into a little girl. Well, no, it wasn't a girl, but yeah, uh, yeah. So that that bit's quite good because it's quite alien-like in it when it sort of gets about all the in the lab and stuff and Michael Madsen and I think that's where they kind of bond, isn't it? Um, I suppose there's a little bit of development with their characters is that they both have a near-death experience, so they're like, yeah, might as well just okay, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Uh, Michael Madsen like stabs it with a with pipe. Shows it's like I'm told you I'm a hitman. I know yeah. what I'm doing. They're far less angry with Ben Kingsley than I think anyone would. You can't be angry with a guy like that. He's too. He's nice. just gonna let you die. You saw him cry earlier. Heard the girl. See all those tears. That's the guy just who cares. Out, it? Just, just let him out. For God, I can't. I can't let him out. It was against protocol. And when they get out, yeah. they kind of go, "Well, that was that was a close one." That wasn't very protocol <laughs> at all, was it, Ben? No. <laughs> naughty, naughty. <laughs> yeah. Ben Kingsley's a weird guy. Every time I look at him, I think. What nationality are you? <laughs> like every time he seems, I think maybe a sexy beast. He looks a little bit like Indian at times. I'm not too sure. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I know he's English, but uh, what's that? Is he got Indian in him? Uh, yeah, in him. yes. I'm okay, pretty, I'm pretty sure. So 100%. when he was he was born, Krishna Pandit Banji. There we go. Um, but so sometimes he looks so here like, we go. English. Born to an English mother and a father of Indian descent. Yeah, it would yeah. have been weird just getting an English white guy to play Gandhi, right? Yeah, I think that would have been... That, he would have yeah. got cancelled for that, for sure. <laughs> it would have been grossly inappropriate, but uh, give him an Oscar. Did he win an Oscar for that? Am I just throwing Oscars at people? I, I think uh, he did. He definitely got nominated. So, oh yeah. So he won Academy Award for Best Actor. Um, yeah. Well done, mate. I like him. Oh. I've liked just about everything. Either. Have you ever seen Lucky Number Eleven? Yeah. Yeah. I always really like that film, and I don't hear anyone talk about it at all. 
It's been a Josh long time. Josh Hartnett. Yeah, Josh Hartnett in it. I've not seen that who for a long the, time. Wasn't the director? I can't remember who directed that movie, but he did something else immediately before it that was like a really big hit, didn't he? Or have I got that mixed up? Mm, I don't remember. Two thousand six. Uh, Paul McGeegan. I feel like it was the follow-up to something. Um, um, he's also done. Hmm. <laughs> I was about to say he's done the Victor Frankenstein movie with Daniel Radcliffe and uh, James McAvoy. Oh, gangster! No- okay, gangster number one. Gangster one, yeah. Park. Wicker Park with Josh Hartnett. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that. This is weird. I don't think I've seen any of it. I think I've seen Victor Frankenstein. Which is a kind of, kind of a weird movie. I'm not seeing um, it. Yeah, looking at Miss Levin, I always, I've got a soft spot for. Uh, I'd be up for watching that again at some point. Yeah, definitely. Bruce Willis in it as well, right? Yeah, plays the hitman. I think Paul McGeegan's got a thing for hitmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clearly, clearly. Um, okay. So where are so... we at? We're back at the hotel now. So everyone's yeah. celebrating. Now, this is the bit that Ben was talking about earlier. It doesn't really make sense for Syl to go back other than the fact that she seems to have taken a shine to Michael Madsen's character. But they, like, she's gone through all this plan to make them think that she is no longer around, she's dead, and then she dyes her hair so that they don't recognize her because it's only Forrest Whitaker who's seen her. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've just seen like grainy CCTV, CCTV footage of Syl so far. So they're kind of uncertain, but they've got a vague idea that it's a blonde woman. So she mm-hmm. dyes her hair and then comes back to the hotel where everyone's having a laugh. And she goes into like... the bathroom and, and meets up with, I was going to call her Sarge, Marge, uh, and borrows <laughs> <Sarge>. <laughs> Yeah. Michael Madsen's a bit like he's not convinced, is he? There's a moment where he thinks he sees her at the bar and he walks up. To oh, be yeah. fair, she's like got a similar hair and she's wearing like a, a yellow turtleneck, which is like getting ready to punch you. <laughs> Sorry, madam. I love it. He, he plays yeah, it so, like it's so over the top, like so over the top. He just yeah. sees yeah. a blonde woman and basically ta- rips her around, ready to deck her. Yeah, literally could be anyone. <laughs> Ready to take. He's really apologetic, though. I think we will. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got Alfred Molina and Forrest Whitaker. We've got their eyes on a couple of young ladies at the bar. Uh, Forrest's not into it. He's like, I'm going to go upstairs and and have a lie down. Alfred Molina's right. More for me and all my limbs. All his little <laughs> arms come out. Uh, yeah. But he goes over really awkward, obviously, because they've already got dates who arrive. But you know, he deals with it well. Yeah. Uh, he goes to bed. <laughs> That's the best way to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll go to fucking bed then, shall I? See you later. So this is where Michael Madsen and Sarge Helgen-Belger are getting it on. Um, There's a bit of a, a cute little romance thing. Well, One Night Fling style romance going on. She whops his pants off. He isn't a never nude. <laughs> He's a... Uh, so obviously, Seal goes up in the lift with Michael Madsen, um, and she basically sees him going oh, yeah. into going into Marge's room, and then she looks really like jealous. Yeah, I think she, she is. She's like, yeah, I'm fuming. I'm absolutely fuming. Yeah, 
Well, and she hides out and Alfred's holding us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she's wearing the same perfume. <laughs> oh, yeah. She hides yeah. out in Alfred Molina's room mm. to listen through the door, to listen through the wall, I guess. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe she wants to repeat the toilet scene, but Sarge doesn't get close <laughs> enough to the wall to punch through. Yeah. <laughs> She's just hiding in the toilet. toilet. I'm going to get in that in a second. <laughs> you know, and pack your ideas up. <laughs> uh, but uh, Alfred Molina, they're getting on proper. And Alfred Molina um, goes to bed and finds, he thinks it's like it, it's, like dream come true. Natasha Hensley is there. Oh, I was waiting for you. Uh, and she's in her mind. We all know she's thinking, well, I'm going to have to, let's just second, go for second, it, I guess. Second choice. <laughs> yeah. After yeah. like, these kind of things don't usually happen to me. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it would be weird, wouldn't it? Like, it's one of those things where if you did walk into a hotel room, no matter how attractive and it was Natasha Hensley, you'd still be like, what are you doing in here? What have you stolen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has he not seen it before? I guess he's got brown hair. But is he? No. He's only Forrest Whitaker, I think, that's actually seen her. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. or knowingly seen her. Like but, uh, uh, Michael so, Madsen and Sarge have both seen her now at this point. Any any girl who is in a not not a place where girls should be, <laughs> who like sneaking <laughs> out somewhere, I'd be like, you're the alien. Straight away. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and if they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's straight on to it. She's obviously like, right, that's it. M- Melina, you're in yeah. for it now. Forrest Whitaker at the time, he's trying to sleep, but he's having a bad time of it. He's like, oh, something ain't quite right. I feel a bit, a bad tummy. Um, yeah. So he goes and knocks on M- Michael Madsen's door to say, what are you two doing in there? Nothing. <laughs> you want where's mum's clothes no <laughs> ruins it for everyone didn't he but to be fair i like there are a few moments where i do like michael madsen's character where he could just tell him to fuck off look she's dead that's it yeah. but he but he listens to him he listens he takes on board what he says he says okay i believe you because you've been so successful as an empath so far you've got a hundred percent hit rate so i know for a fact you're telling the truth yeah, yeah, they do um, have a nice little friendship that kind of like right from that first exposition scene where they meet and uh, Ben Kingsley's doing his PowerPoint presentation. He, he uh, I think the Forrest Whitaker says something like, you know, oh, that must be hard for you, or it must be p- painful, or he sort of being an empath, he empathizes with Michael Madsen being a hitman and how hard that must be, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And Michael, they do share like a little moment that could be read in a couple of different ways. It could be read like Michael Madsen sort of says, oh, well, thanks, Dan, in like a sort of condescending way. But actually, I think it's quite a little sweet moment. So it does exactly like what you say, Ben. It is a a sign of a nice guy that he does listen at this point, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Because, again, considering he's in a state of undress, uh, in the throes of passion with somebody, he could quite simply just say, get out of here but he doesn't he says right i understand and i would like a spin-off with these two guys as a duo going around solving uh alien-based crimes uh <laughs> with forrest whitaker stating the obvious and uh michael madsen just punching women basically grabbing them and going hey it's you oh god it's not yeah it'd be good um <clears throat> so they get dressed they're getting ready to 
explode into the room. Oh, and, and Melina's like loving it. I mean, when does he fuck on? I mean, clock on. <laughs> so obviously he's he's having sex with Syl, Natasha Henstridge, and uh, he finishes up quite promptly. Uh, but I also he like. Goes, I says, really enjoyed that. Yeah, he goes. I enjoyed that immensely. <laughs> My compliments to the chef. <laughs> He's like, the way he says it is if like she's made him a lovely scallop. Uh, but then she goes, I can feel it. I feel life. And Alfred Molina's like, oh, my darling, you silly, silly lady. Silly yeah. No, feel it. You'd feel someone's belly. If you felt someone in there, you'd be like, what have you had? <laughs> what have you eaten? Me- have you had Mexican food? Very <laughs> <laughs> baby. So she she kills him like as soon as like he feels a kick or something. She's like, All right, you're dead. So a little sorry, dad. <laughs> <laughs> her little spines come out, don't it? Like a little stegosaurus. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. We don't really see her kill him, do we? He just screams, and then when we see his body, it's got a few little scratches on him. Doesn't look particularly. Yeah, but again, Michael Madsen's like, dead. Like, he can... Hey, hey, hey. Okay. He goes straight away. <laughs> I just sense it. Yeah. Um, I, don't know how, I don't know how she gets into the basement. Yeah, it's a bit weird because I don't remember how she gets out of the room or does she burst through... The... Oh, no, she does. She bursts through the wall yeah. and then runs off and then they follow her down to the basement... And I must have looked away from the screen for just a second, and I didn't rewind it, so I don't know how this happened, but they literally go from a car park in the basement, and then there seems to just be a really weird cavern-like tunnel. Yeah, apparently it opened in a recent quake or something. So like a fault. They're like like the sewer, and then Michael Madsen gets all of his heavy artillery out of of his car. He's got like, is it flamethrowers? Yeah, it's yeah. Why's it called flamethrowers? This is exactly the kind of thing you need to set up beforehand. You need to have a scene with Michael Madsen going, "Hey Ben, I've got some flamethrowers in the back." Yeah, we, and and Ben's like, "Oh, oh what are you going to need them for? We don't need them. <laughs> Just wait till the end of yeah. the movie, mate." Yeah, you need and to go, set that yeah, shit and up. Yeah, and then and then a moment where he goes, "I do, I did need this after all." <laughs> yeah. that I bought it. Uh, but they didn't. They just fucking throw flamethrowers into the mix, and it just seems. Yeah, cool, but it's weird. Yeah, it's very strange. It seems like a very cookie cutter ending. This does where they've just gone right. Seal is now in full alien mode. Uh, Everyone's got flamethrowers, and we're in like an underground cave. How do we get there? Well, just walk there. (laughs) It's like yeah, maybe because sorry, obviously on a it's obviously on a sound stage, so I'm guessing it's easier for them to set up shots and stuff for the um. So the, this is where all the CGI stuff starts to kick in proper, right? She's mm-hmm. turned into full non-tangible thing. <laughs> non-fungible yeah. token now. Um, <laughs> so I think oh yeah, she gives birth. There's a there's a peanut butter kid and uh, he and licks, oil. eats an oil. The yeah. peanut butter kid eats a rat. In one oh. go, like it oh, just yeah. goes like, yeah. it's like a I cartoon. didn't like that. I was like freaked gone. out by that because the kid's face yeah. goes so really strange, and the tongue comes out and eats the rat. 
I was a bit freaked out by that. It just looked a bit odd. There's a bit where um, it cuts away from the kid and then back to me. It's obviously CGI now. And his arm's like twice as long. Yeah. <laughs> like no reason. I don't know why his no. arm's are so long. He tra- like, so he's a kid who looks about what? Four, possibly, at this point. Four-year-old yeah. kid. There's a bit where he like ducks behind like a little ledge. And when he comes back up, he's a massive alien. I thought that was Sil for ages. Yeah. And they like yeah, kill... confusing. They incinerate that. They incinerate the kid, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, they're kill- they're killing the main big alien or whatever." Maybe they'll take the boy home and uh, do some experiments on him. No, that was the boy, and Seal then comes leaping out again. I think yeah. of all she's gone to to get there's, pregnant. There's, there's a lot of chaos. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of chaos around here. Uh, she sneaks up above uh, Michael Madsen and nipple strangles him. Yeah, uh, forces him. It's like a an aggressive motorboating, <laughs> in a way, I guess. <laughs> Forces him into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, for some reason, there's like a water pool, and it's on fire. Uh, yeah, that's the oil. That's, that's yeah. the oil, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, is it oil? Is that right? Yeah. I missed I miss that. I missed the whole oil bit. I was the thing about it. an oil pool, like a subterranean oil pool, is I would expect, as soon as the first little spark hit yeah. that, for the whole thing to go up. But it doesn't. It's just like yeah. really localized, and it yeah. seems okay. And then so Forrest they don't play with like that hang it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forrest is like hanging above it at one point as well. I can't remember what happens there, but he ends up. We was hanging there for ages. I like, just <laughs> climb up, stop egging it. Just fall in. in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> fall in. Just fall in. Um, I mean, it's, it's... you are right. It's cookie cut. I can't even remember how it all kind of. No, it just well, feels when, like when they kill the boy, that's when Syl real like disentangles her aggressive motorboat, like reverse motorboat on Michael Madsen, runs through to get them. And I can't remember exactly what happens, but it ends up that Michael Madsen manages to get around to Forest Whitaker, and they're trying to lift him up. And then Syl comes out, and it's like the moment where she's hanging off Forest Whitaker, and yeah. The fire's below her, and... And then mm, Michael Madsen's got, like, a grenade launcher or something now, isn't he? Is that what he uses? Just shoots shot her in the head. He's yeah. an absolute yeah. psychopath. He's a psychopath, when you think about it. Who are you hiring? What, this bloke to, as the assassin? Michael Madsen. Have you seen his boot? Have you seen his boot? It's full of Michael Madsen. His boot. It's full of bad shit. <laughs> Uh, and that's how it ends. I think, uh, oh, there's a, a sting at the end. I don't know why. There's a rat alien. It's like a rat but alien. <laughs> I don't think that pays off in any of the sequels because the, se- the second I, movie... I don't I think, think I've seen a, any sequels. There's the guy who's a species and I think they've developed some sort of clone of Natasha Henstridge who like is a good guy species. <laughs> oh, yeah, because okay. her name changes. She's not... Like she's it's listed Eve. on IMDb, it's Eve after Eve. after the first one. Yeah. yeah, I've definitely seen the second one. I don't think I've seen anything after that. Yeah, Are any of the ones good? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember either. I I remember seeing the second one, probably back again when it kind of first came out, and it was probably mm. somewhat forgettable. I was probably a little over species by that point like the teenage yeah. me seeing species one was excited you know this is the this is what the pause button was invented for this movie <laughs> by uh species two 
It was your pause horrible. button's just your pause button just worn away, faded. <laughs> and the bad thing about pausing a VHS is it doesn't pause like you know. If I had been around in Blu-ray time, it would have been perfect. But... <laughs> that was lovely. That love. There would have been nice lots one. of. <laughs> I enjoyed that immensely. I've sealed the deal. That was great. <laughs> is there any jizz in this uh, in this jacuzzi, Walter? <laughs> well, we've got a specialist. We've got it's a specialist black, with us. Black light. It's like a liquid black light. It's like liquid black current light. <laughs> what else? I was thinking this. What else has Natasha Henstridge been in? Because I remember her in Ghost of Mars. Ghosts of Mars. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't really remember anything I else. a long time, but I quite like Ghost of Mars in a, in a way. I feel like I do, but I feel like that's going to be another movie I watch and don't enjoy as much as I did the first time around. Who's in the whole nine yards? Oh, I just oh. remember being in South Park. She was in a South Park episode. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and that's the only like. Wait, I, I think I do as well. Now you say that, Mrs. Ellen, Miss Ellen. Yeah, it's a Tom's rhinoplasty episode, which I yeah. think I I think I had on VHS. Were <laughs> you pausing <laughs> that one? <laughs> I was pausing that one over and over and over again. Why the pause button yeah. was invented. South Park. She was credited in that as the chick from Species. Oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah. that now that you say that, yeah. Wow. So, uh, I've got some name game. It's quite difficult to do... It's always difficult with a one-word one word name. But we'll see how you guys do. Uh, the first one, start with an easy one. Uh, it's about a group of scientists and they're trying to track down and trap a killer alien seductress uh, who's got alien eyeballs? <laughs> so they're trying to track down uh, a killer seductress, but she's got alien eyeballs. She's always peering through gaps. Peekies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was quite good. It's better than the one I've actually got. Oh. Um, <laughs> Pieces, <laughs> close. Pisces, sees, she sees. Mother of God. This one, uh, uh, just go with it. A group of scientists try to track down and trap a killer alien seductress before she successfully develops a theory. For her upcoming university degree. Oh, uh, thesis, feces, yeah, feces, <laughs> yeah, feces, yeah. feces. Um, similarly, this one's about yeah. a group of scientists trying to track down trap a killer alien seductress before she successfully goes to the toilet. <laughs> feces, poo. Successfully goes. This to next the one is. <laughs> Okay, well done. The next one is uh, like a group of scientists who try to track down and trap kill any seductress who seducts people um, by putting on a really nice pair of glasses. This one doesn't rhyme, but is very similar to the word species. Speckies. Speckies. <laughs> Speckies. <laughs> I'm always like a couple of letters off. Um, Speckies. Never once, but a group of scientists. Scientists who try to track down and trap a killer alien seductress before she successfully applies for a loan for a fancy Japanese car. 
<laughs> you enjoyed that one. Loan for a Japanese car. Yeah. She's trying to buy a car, basically. Has it got anything to do with Japanese? Japanese cars. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think. Hyundai. Is that Japanese? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the answers to that one, Luke. No, I don't you know. Tell me. Mitsubishi's. And this last one <laughs> is about a group of scientists who try to track down a trap killer alien seductress who seducts people by turning herself into a soft French topping for crackers. Cream cheesies? <laughs> oh. Close. She turns herself into a soft French topping for crackers. Oh, French. Easies. Is that what you said? Is that it? Mm-hmm. Jesus. 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 Close. Very close, but not quite. The French bit is soft French uh, topping. <laughs> <laughs> Please give me the answer. Yeah. Brie cheese. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean. Brie cheese. Say it again. Go on. Brie, brie, brie cheese. Mitsubishi's was good. I like that. Yeah, Mitsubishi's. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right. Uh, We need to rate the film. Oh. Uh, Mr. John Crinan, you can can go first. You guys give it like an E to F rating, right? Yeah. Yep. See, I have a lot, and I kind of, even though we have made fun of it, a lot of this film I still kind of like. I, I think it's fun. I think that it's what, you know, the cast in it is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Even if yeah. they are kind of playing odd characters. And like Ben was saying, like, I can kind of imagine a spin off show where the, the Scooby gang, like, goes off and solves crime. Like, I want to see that. Um, <laughs> It was obviously, you know, uh, I'm a big sci-fi horror fan, so having another kind of sci-fi horror movie um, that I like, it loses me in the final act, all the stuff that happens in the cavern, all the cookie-cutter stuff that we were talking about, seeing Syl in the CG mode just, it it really loses me. But up until that point, I think it's a relatively unique and somewhat interesting film. So I think I'm going to give it a solid B. Whoa. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's good. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I had high hopes because I remember really enjoying it as a kid. I think it was, I thought it'd be much scarier than it is. Um, I mean, it's kind of solid. It does it does everything you kind of want in a movie like this. Um, I'd go over C. C minus. Oh, I think I'm generally quite generous with scoring, but there you go. I'll stick with my B. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'll probably go something similar to you, Luke. Maybe like a maybe just a straight up C, because. Yeah, I've always had a lot of time for this film in all the times I've seen it before. The cast is stacked. It's kind of ridiculous. Uh, But that final act kind of just 
like loses me on that. And I think there are a lot more glaringly obvious plot holes that were kind of frustrating me a bit in places. Um, but yeah, Natasha Henstridge is great, and you know, as a as a concept, the film is really is really good. Uh, so yeah, I'll go for us just a middle of the road C for me though. Cool. Um, I, I never see this, but I would say that this is a film that's ripe for a kind of reboot. I would be really interested to see like a yeah. like a female director take on this or something like yeah. that with new updated like effects. And I think it could be a, an interesting franchise that's ripe for a reboot, honestly. And I very very rarely say that, but yeah, I think I I completely agree with you. A Snyder cut of species <laughs> of species, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they could take it in a lot of different interesting ways, I'm sure. Uh, a lot of interesting like feminist ways that we could see this story um, portrayed as well. Um, and it'd be a great breakthrough role for like uh, an actress as well, or maybe someone more established. Let's do it. I mean, not us, but <laughs> let's... Yeah. Or maybe us. Cool. Um, nice what, are we, what are we doing next week, Ben? Uh, so we're t- next week we're doing Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead <laughs> uh, <laughs> we kind of wanted to do it alongside uh, Justice League I don't think any of us really thought like how much we're going to have to say about uh, about Zack Snyder's Justice League so we've mentioned him a lot in this episode so it seems yeah. kind of kind of right to go and uh, watch this so yeah we're going to be doing that which is uh which is always a good time, that movie. I might Are you guys excited make, about do, Army of the Dead? Sorry, look. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, definitely. Um, Are you? Yeah, I am looking forward to it. It's, I mean, I love the concept, and I, I enjoyed Dawn of the Dead, so Zack Snyder mm. can definitely do action. He can do a zombie movie. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Hell yeah. Might try and watch 300 again this, this week. Uh, I've not seen it in a long, long time. Good idea. Always a good time as well. Yeah. Cool. Um, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Um, there's a, if you join the Patreon, there's a, a Discord server as well for patrons and us guys, so feel free to come and join us there. Uh, thanks to Kovach Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing, and remember to subscribe. Thanks to my co-host Ben for being a right horror dude, but also thanks to our guest host john crennan thanks guys thank you very much john uh where else can we well where can we find your stuff online where should we direct our listeners to find out more john crennan content uh i am on twitter and instagram at john crennan which is j-o-h-n-c-r-i-n-e-n and john crennan.com as well thank you cool. awesome very nice That's fun. Frank, this has been a long guys. one I, i'm Done. <laughs> Completely, <laughs> my brain ready, is broken. Ready for Betty Buys. <laughs> yeah, we uh, did do two films. I didn't expect to be speaking for a couple hours on species either, but we did Justice League as well for a fair bit. So that <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> better. Yeah. Cool. Hi right, guys. I'm Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.